Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, this is Nick Gomez from The Walking Dead and Dexter. Hi, Sister K. Hi, Sister J. Hey y'all, this is Slew Temple. You know me as Axel from The Walking Dead, and you're listening to Sister Speak. Keep on listening, you follow me? Hey, what's going on everybody? It's your man Vincent M. Ward from the hit show The Walking Dead. As the uh, character Oscar and from True Blood Hollis. I'm here on Sister Speaks. What's happening with y'all? Hey sisters, what's going on? This is Chad L. Coleman, Tyrese from The Walking Dead. What's up? Let's talk about it. Emily Kenny, I play back on The Walking Dead, and this is Sister Speak. This is John Bernthal telling y'all to listen up. Hello to the podcast, coming to you not live, but coming to you from the Philly Comic Con, and sending big love. This is Sarah Callies. Bye. Hey, this is Stephen Young. Hi to Sister Speak. Hey, what's up, Sister Speak? This is Lawrence Gilliard Jr., also known as Bob Stuckey on The Walking Dead. Just sending a shout-out. What's up? Hi, Sister Speak. This is Alana Masterson from The Walking Dead. Denise Crosby from The Walking Dead. And I just want to welcome you to Terminus. Hello, Sister Speak. This is Jeff Cooper. Hey, it's Josh McDermott from The Walking Dead. And when I'm bored, I'm listening to Sister Speak. Hey, hey, hello. How are you? How's everybody out there in podcast land? This is Irony Singleton, a.k.a. T-Dog from The Walking Dead. Just want to give you a shout-out to the Sister Podcast Company. Thanks so much for all the love and support. Take care. God bless. Peace. Yeah! Hey, this is Ross Marquand. I play Aaron on The Walking Dead. You're listening to Sister Speak. Hello, this is Adrian Turner. I play Dwayne on The Walking Dead, and I just wanted to say, hey, Sister Speak. To speak, this is Seth Gilliam from The Walking Dead. Plays Father Gabriel. Just wanted to say hello. Hi. Sister Speak Podcast. This is Lenny James, play, who plays Morgan Jones. Hope all's well. I uh, hope you're having a good time. And now I'm going to stop. Bye. Hi, this is Tova Felchu. How are you, Sister Speak? And I'm here to tell you how much I love being on The Walking Dead as the head of Alexandria. Hello, everyone at Sister Speak. It's Kyla Kennedy, and I play Mika Samuels on The Walking Dead, and I cannot wait to listen to your podcast. Hi, Sister Speak. This is Ryan Chabrino, and I'm here at Walker Soccer, Pennsylvania. It's nice to virtually meet you. Daniel Bonjour. I'm Aiden on The Walking Dead. Just want to say hi to Sister Speak. Hey, Sister Speak. This is Steve Coulter, Reg Monroe from The Walking Dead. Hope you're all doing great, and keep watching. Hi, Sister Speak Podcast. <laughs> I'm Major. Sister Speak, I have nothing to add to this conversation, being not a sister or, well, a brother. (laughs) Unless you're talking about me having brothers, and I do. I'm the whitest dude on the planet. That's all I got. You were some fine-looking woman in that room, I bet, though. Hi, I'm Caitlin Akon, and I 
Hey, it's Jason Douglas uh, from The Walking Dead, and uh, this is a shout out to Sister Speak, keeping it real. Hey, Sister Speak, this is Tom Payne, who plays Jesus on The Walking Dead. I hear you've been talking about me a lot. Y'all keep doing that, okay? Hi, I'm Ernie Hudson, and I'm here with Sister K on Sister Speak Podcast. Welcome to Sister Speak The Walking Dead where we discuss the AMC series, The Walking Dead, from a sister's and brother's point of view. I'm Sister Kay. I'm Will from C-Town. And I'm Joanne from NYC. And welcome to episode 92. Let's Woo-hoo. get started. All right. Woohoo! Woohoo! Welcome, Sister Speak Nation, and welcome, Will and Joanne, to the podcast. Thank you. Very glad to be yeah. here. Great I'm to be here. So excited you guys could join me for the premiere of season nine. And before, Wouldn't miss it. Before we get started on this episode, uh, let's go back to when you first started The Walking Dead and kind of give us some info on how you started the episode or how you started watching and how you have felt about the show in the most recent few seasons who wants to go first i'll go first um i started (laughs) hi nation missed you guys hi sister jay hope you're listening i started (laughs) watching (laughs) don't hold your breath on that one i would bet she does (laughs) (laughs) fine i can talk about peter baylor's all i want she won't get mad at me now no she's kidding (laughs) I started watching halfway through the first season. I hadn't, I had heard about it, but I wasn't sure what it was about. And I really love zombies and horror and terror. So I'm not sure how I missed it. But once I started watching it, I got hooked up. I got hooked in and I loved it. I loved the, uh, the characters and the story and just the way it was filmed. And then I have to be honest, I stopped watching completely um, in season seven when mm-hmm. Carol started stealing clothing and stealing apple pies. <laughs> I couldn't take it anymore. And I stopped watching. But I did keep listening to the sisters, as always. I kept listening to them talk and drink and complain. Awesome. <laughs> yep, that was it. So, so I decided to come back and join Sister K. This is such a great experience. Of course, I had to jump on it. And I quickly started watching recaps of 7 and 8 really quickly, like 10 minutes ago, just to see what happened in the last oh, two seasons. Oh, Lord, you did? Oh, bless you. <laughs> yeah. You didn't miss much. You didn't miss a thing. Wow. Not okay. a damn thing. And so that's my story. <laughs> that's great. You, you're kind of like the rest of us, I think. <laughs> and Will, what about you? So I started watching when I uh, we we lived in uh, India and Bangalore for two years. Uh, oh. So when I came back, I uh, checked out uh, the first season and sort of uh, watched it when everyone else, had, you know, was uh, asleep. And uh, I just I love post-apocalyptic storylines in dystopian futures. So you know, zombies sort of fit into that overall genre. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I enjoyed watching it. It, you know, was, I enjoyed it. It got, started getting tedious in season six. It had a lot of sort of ups and downs. Uh, 
Mm. And the Negan storyline just dragged. And, you know, sort of starting in season six, they started doing like, you know, the filler episodes with the characters you don't really care about. Mm -hmm. You know, and, you know, the actions, the action stuff was always fun. Um, And the character that I was most excited to see come in was Michonne at the end of season two, when they sort of gave you a glimpse. Yes, that Um, was awesome. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. And what I thought, because I read the, after watching the first season, I wanted to catch up. So I read the comics and I thought that the series for a long time was better than the comics. Sort of, you know, weighing the two things and they're different. And mm-hmm. I, I liked a lot of the changes that they made and some of the characters they kept around, they didn't and how they developed them differently. But they that really, it really, they did not, although... You know, Morgan looks, Jeffrey Dean Morgan looks a lot like, you know, a, a good sort of coming to life of the Negan character. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. It just doesn't work. It doesn't, does it? It doesn't. And, you know, or certainly not as well. And that's when I think this the show started to go. And Glenn in the dumpster, oh. not a good move. Gosh, no. Um, but up until then, it was great. And the claimers, that that was maybe the most visceral I thought the series ever was. With Michonne and Daryl and Rick and Carl. It didn't get more sort of basic and hardcore than yes. that. Yes. Ooh, I love those, those episodes. Yeah. Yes. And some of the great. stuff I thought where they battled the uh, governor and some uh-huh. of the issues that it's like the mundane things like flu's going to kill us. We're going to turn into zombies. We're surrounded by zombies. And other people who want to kill us. Anyway, I thought those were some of the highlights um, sort of of the series. And, uh, you know, we, we may get into it, but I thought the way that they handled um, like killing off Carl was just a bad move for the series. That was awful also. The way they did it was so... And this the, the aftermath pissed me off more than the action, actually. Oh, I know. And I wrote in about that. So, I mean, this is kind of, you know, you know, going back over it, but I'll, I'll say it again. Michonne being upset and yelling, I totally get, but not that she wants the sound to stop. She's upset because Carl's dead. And the way that they handled it, even even doing that, they didn't do justice to the character. Not at all. Not at all. Well, I. Well, it sounds like it was just very messy behind the scenes as well and very unsavory for the actors. So I think that's also like a big turnoff. And I think that probably somehow leaked into, um, you know, into the scenes and to the actual show. I think it probably just leaked in. in. And, you know, to, to, to their credit, the actors, I don't really fault as much as I do the people producing it because i mean shit how many people work on the walking dead and no one said um this is stupid why would they do this i mean there were a lot of eye rolling i mean severe eye rolling moments last season around the carl death a couple of deaths that they had and again Uh i mean so my background for those who haven't listened to us before um me and sister jay started the walking dead podcast back in, I think the second season, but um, we both watched it from the first season and just decided to podcast it on the second and absolutely love the show. It was so good. The characters, the way they worked them in, how I love when we have, I'm kind of like you will. I like for some reason lately, I really am getting into this like apocalyptic world of books. Mm-hmm. Oh. With the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I shows. love that genre. Yes. And I love the thought of, okay, just like in a lot of TV shows, I really like it. They're not family. Some of them are family and related. But the fact that the way that they connect with each other is very interesting and the reason why they stay with each other is very interesting and all the dynamics of this new pseudo family I love that in TV shows and movies books whatever and I just love that about The Walking Dead but it lost me a lot when they had these characters starting to do shit that people would not do and I get you have to do it you have to have entertainment you can't reveal everything. You need to have some surprise. But some of it was just so stupid and so out of this world that it it made us, I feel like it made the audience feel stupid or made us feel like they thought we were stupid and couldn't catch it unless they gave us every little detail and took it down this same little path all the time. So, and I think Glenn's, Glenn's death was like the highlight of that or the, the peak and the fact that they waited, how many was it? One or two episodes after, you know, sort of his interim before they actually said, oh, no, wait, he crawled under the dumpster. Oh, no, honey. It was three to four. Well, all right. Well, it's been a long time. So that's a lot a of that's, that's way back. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm giving him too much credit, but that was ridiculous. Ridiculous. And then when he finally did die, like, well, shit. Yeah, we're tired of his ass now. The way y'all did him. And that was a disservice to that character, too, because he had been with, with the group since the beginning. They've yep. done a disservice to a lot of characters, to a lot of those characters. And the fact that What's-His-Name is still part of The Walking Dead just irks me to no end. Um, the Gimple dude. Oh, well, he's the Grandmaster. How? Why? After all this time of fucking... Excuse me, y'all. This is a custom <laughs> podcast for those who haven't heard it before. Salty. Salty. Getting started. After Getting all started. the crappy ass decisions, why would you let him still be the, the head of the whole franchise? It makes no doggone sense. And just before we get into this new season that they, we have a new showrunner, let's not forget she's been with the show from the get go, too. Now, she yes. wasn't running the thing, but she was involved. So I don't hold any hope that she's going to make a big, huge turnaround either. And we still have the same studio or network um, making decisions, too. So I don't yeah. know. I mean, AMC is notoriously like they did the same thing. They started trying to mess around with um, with Mad Men, but they couldn't fire Matthew Weiner because he was too integral to the series. You, you know, but that's why it ended after what was it? Five seasons. I, don't, I didn't actually even finish finish the series, but I really liked it. It was like a top show for a couple couple seasons. 
Yeah, I know. Uh, but they did the same it. thing there. They kept messing around with him and trying to get, you know, trying to get him to lower the price and get rid of characters so that they caught the show would cost less. Well, okay, let's talk about that too, y'all. What do you think about all these 15 million fucking characters we got on The Walking Dead? And ain't nobody really significant number died yet. Uh, they're killing the wrong characters. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't feel like they have enough that are being killed. They're, I mean, we got a lot of doggone people walking around talking on this show. And it's not people that we care to see anyway. So it's just annoying to no end to me but that's that was a pass i did tell myself to watch this new season with open fresh eyes and try to forget all that mess that made me so angry in the last few seasons so one of the things with gimple being you know elevated to his his position is that he's further away from like things will have a way to get sort of taken over by people closer to the ground and he'll have more places to look I mean, they're talking about doing different series and who knows, maybe a movie or expanding their media empire. Mm. But we should probably move on to the series. I don't think they could even sustain a movie. No. No. No, I mean, Fear of the Walking Dead, you know what? They managed to bring that back from the literal dead and they tanked it this last season. I feel bad for Lenny James. Well, you know, I actually did watch Fear of the Walking Dead. this summer or fall or whatever. And yeah, I watched it too. I no, I didn't mind it, but I didn't see last season, so I don't know how that went. Oh, I did see part of last season. My favorite was when they revealed that that mama died. Whoop! I knew you'd be whooping that one. Yes, they finally got rid of her butt, but still, I still don't like the daughter. Yeah, no, so... And they did one episode where it was the daughter and the obnoxious little girl. Oh, and it my was like, That uh, was awful. I, I think I made a comment on the family page. And basically, it's like the episode with the characters you care least about. The least. Anyway, they, they got rid of the last showrunner. And that's when uh, the character, Nick, his actor said, I am out of here. You get rid of him, you lose me. See, and he was one of the best parts <laughs> of the show, I thought. Yeah, Wait, he was I'm... one of the best parts. They got rid of him? Yeah, they got rid of no. Well, he got rid of himself, and they said, "You get rid of the showrunner, you lose me." Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, and so he, you know, they it was a stupid death, but you know. And but he was like the best character, wasn't he? He was the he best, was. and he was the glue that kept all the other pieces going. Yep. And so now we're back oh. to Morgan. I don't kill people. Um, we set out boxes. So I mean, annoying. now so, I didn't. I didn't. The mind. previous two se- couple seasons were much better. Like I actually went back and just binge those on Hulu plug for hulu um but this season was just a like i said i love the dystopian the the sort of the future stuff so i'm watching it but i'm like wow you that could have been a lot better poor execution some of the characters are still good but they're just not giving them stuff to do see i was okay with so when i watched this the fear the walking dead before we get into this walking dead um i didn't mind the new characters at all and i actually really liked morgan on it what I did lost too. it for me was when they ended up meeting up with and finding um, Alicia and Strand, who I still like Strand. And um, what's the other lady's name? Lu- he's, a, he's a great character. Luciana. They could have gotten rid of yeah. the girl. I really liked Maggie Grace on the show, but I like her a lot anyway. Um, she was the one with the tank. 
Okay, yeah, no, I liked it too. And I like Jenna Elfman. Um, and I like John, the gunslinger dude. Yeah, you've got good actors. You've got inter- they, you know, interesting sort of setups, interesting skill sets for the most part. Mm-hmm. How can you just come out with a series that in a, you know, like life or death? How can you come out with something that's so uninteresting? <laughs> now, hey, before we get on to The Walking Dead again, did you? What did you think about that latest villain they had? The clean, you're not um, strong, you're weak. Lady. I thought she was interesting. I liked her. I think they got rid of that but, story. But the quick. finish, I mean, the, the story of the beginning and the, and the end of her was weak. Weak. The end of her was terribly weak. Like, the beginning could have worked if you would have had a good ending, or the ending could have worked maybe if you had a good beginning. No, maybe not. But I anyway, it was more likely. the beginning of her was really good. I thought the beginning of like her Like, you could have done something with it, but to have that be the beginning and the end, and have the sort of the... What was that, like six episodes or something of her wreaking havoc and not thinking everybody? Mm-hmm. And, like, she had them all s- snowed and smoked and... I mean, how she, the, the fact that she was able to get up over people like that all that time and, you know, sneak up on them and stuff is what got me. That was interesting. Oh, I, I would have liked to have more of her and got... They could have got rid of the first, like, two episodes of the flashback and that stupid girl... And first of all, they would have killed that girl. She wouldn't even be around. Oh, yeah. No, the the girlfriend, I forget her name. But she would have, yeah, that wasn't happening. No. Luciana. Lucy, yeah. Luciana. Yeah, she's not playing that game. No, no. But, yeah, I really like that them? part of the show. But, they, yeah, the rest of that, they if they killed off the daughter... They could start over with these new people, and I would be fine. And even the truck driver, lady, and brother, those were they yeah. were interesting too. The beer dude, he they, was interesting. They were, too. yeah, yeah. They just messed that up too. They could they could have done more with there. Was, there's more there, mm-hmm. not for the beer dude, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Although his recipe will live on, it will live on. <laughs> for Okay, so now on to the premiere of The Walking Dead season nine, which we all know is Rick's supposed to be Rick's last season. So, did that make you want y'all both to want to watch it again? Would that make you more interested, or was it just because you know we're doing the podcast? (laughs) Want to go, Joanne? Sure. I mean, he. We started with him, right? Wasn't he the opening scene? I believe in the first episode. Yes. I don't yeah, even remember. He opens his eyes in the hospital, right? Yeah. I think so. I, that was just no, wait, such an amazing episode. It's the shootout in a field with him and, and Daddy Shane. Shane. <laughs> Shane, yeah. Big Daddy. And, uh, and then he wakes up in the hospital. And he's all done up and there's nobody around. I'm just curious how he's going to go out. I mean, we really are losing all our main characters that are still alive in the comics. I don't read the comics, but there's just something sad that they're not following. And I'm not sure why they decided to kill off their main character, especially Carl, because uh, apparently he is the main character of the comics. Well, there's so, like yeah. this reference that people do to old man Carl. And so what it is, it's it's Carl is an old man and he's got like Michonne's sword. and He's got Rick's hat and he's got all these bits and pieces from the people that have all died. But he's got it and he keeps going. Um, they haven't done it in the comics, but it's, you know, people talk about it and they'll get people to do, you know, commission pictures and things like that. I mean, it's kind of a cool idea. 
I mean, how amazing would that be as an ending episode scene to the entire show? That would have been great. It would have been, but they can't do that now. No. They can do it with Judith. <laughs> Judith ain't never going to get out of toddlerhood. <laughs> I know. I mean, that's what... I- I mean, I think it's interesting. It goes back to what you were saying sort of at the beginning of the podcast, Sister K, of the sort of the family that you... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bill, and I was thinking about this. Her daddy, Shane, and, you know, her mama is is gone. And her, her parents are, you know, Rick and Michelle. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, it's sort of just slotted in that it's totally different. And they've taken it over and they... Obviously, lover is their own. It's just sort of, you know, sort of interesting. It is very I interesting. I mean, she's long dead in the in the uh, in the in the comics. So I have no idea what they'll do, but I don't. I don't think they're they're building towards a female version of uh, old man Carl. No, oh, okay. I don't think so either. They should have had she <clears throat> instead of painting. She would have been fi- learning how to fight. If that or she'd be painting something different. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's a chainsaw, Daddy. (laughs) So we um, get into the episode and we see um, the hillside. We see Alexandria. We even see the sanctuary. And what did y'all think when you saw those different places? Like, it looks like they've they're trying to rebuild Alexandria, which had the last we saw was burning up. Looks like a lot of houses are still intact. The got your solar panels up. Yep, which is smart. Oh yeah, <clears throat> they got a little windmill going. They've got some crops at the hillside and Alexandria. It looks like, and then we get these scenes with Michonne, little Judith, who is the cutest little girl, even though she's still little, and then Rick. What did y'all it's think so about funny. these? Well, the first thing I thought about was, wow, she doesn't look like Rick. She doesn't look like her mama. And she doesn't look like Shane. Whose daughter is she? (laughs) Was there a third man? I mean, I don't know. I think that's a movie. Girl was just living it up. She's like, screw this. Come on, you know. I don't know. Um, That's what I was thinking. I thought the girl was really cute, but she didn't look like anybody. uh, Can I do a quick? Trick ho check. What what's the numbering for Walking Dead? <laughs> I think for the Walking Dead. Because I've been wondering that as I've been thinking about the feedback and stuff. We're on number. Sure I, refer to people. I think the next trick ho is going to be number six, if I remember correctly. <laughs> that was one of the most hilarious things you two came up with with the whole trick ho chart. 
Honey, oh it's a real, it was a real <laughs> thing. That's another thing. That Gimple didn't know how to write women on this show or black men, which we already no. We discussed ad nauseum before, but I, I, he yep. really did not know how to help them write or get writers that knew how to write those characters. <clears throat> but I think um, the Supercuts chick was number five. Was she five? I think so. The Supercuts. What was Lori? Was Lori three or two? I think she was three. Lori was two. The first one was not even on the show. It was yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> True Blood. It was Suki. 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 <clears throat> yep. And Lori was number two. Um, Andrea was number three. Oh right. Because she was, she was the true definition of a skank trick hoe. Because she threw over her friend who kept her as alive for the governor. Um, the chick, the chick who left her daughter with the governor by herself after she first met him was trick hoe number four, and who slept. With okay, the, that's right. Remember when they were in that truck? Oh and she yeah, slept with them. Yeah, that was number four, while her daughter was there, and then um, Supercut's chick was number five. Yeah, now she for was definitely annoying. You to have four trick hoes in one show—that is unheard of. Come on now. Well, that's an a pretty abbreviated uh, set. Because uh, super 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 cuts chick, she barely made it out of uh, what was it season six and a half. Thank goodness! Oh, I couldn't have handled more of that. Thank the Lord! I would have been on the couch if she would have stayed alive, and they would have made that happen. <clears throat> I was already almost done with Rick at that point, anyway. Well, Andy Lincoln's mom wouldn't have let that happen. Good, Andy Lincoln. She's telling him, she says, you need to end up with Michonne. Thank you. Rick needs to end up with Michonne. (laughs) Even his mom was chipping that. Yeah, who wouldn't? They just threw that shit in there to be different, which was stupid because it didn't make no damn sense. And what he did made no sense. But anyway. I think I, there's actually something like that in the comics. So I think that's what they were. They were just following the comics on that one. They didn't establish that well at all. About what? Him being with? Supercuts. Super yeah. Super. Oh, okay. And especially after knowing she was married, him, you know, knowing that Lori, and I don't know if he thinks she cheated on him before while they were still married. Uh, he, he knows that. <clears throat> At that point, he knows it. So, He's I maybe mean, not telling other people. He knows. He knows. So, I mean, the fact He's that the he man would knows. then, even though he was beating on her ass, that he would do all that just didn't wasn't in Rick's character, I didn't think. They just threw that in there to throw it in there. Yeah, I think he was just being messy and irresponsible. And the, and the fact that he did it with his two children, with their livelihood at stake, that just doesn't make sense to me. <clears throat> that he would that, do that. that I didn't buy. I, I bought most of the rest of it, but that I definitely didn't buy. I'm like, no, he's not that dumb. No, no. But anyway, on to this, this episode. So... I thought those scenes were so cute with little Judith and Michonne Payton and them talking with each other and Rick kind of coming up to see, you know, to kind of watch him from the house and realizing that he was drawn with a grumpy face and a big belly. (laughs) That was cute. That was cute. I like that. I mean, one of the things I thought when I saw was interesting to sort of see how some of the places had progressed. And I was also trying to figure out how far along, We'd sort of come from you know the end of uh, season eight, mm-hmm. and I was real interesting, real interested in the drawing and the paintings, just to see sort of how Judith was sort of 
how she was sort of reflecting the sort of the, the scene, and obviously she's remembering Carl and yeah, the way did that you see she that painting with little Carl with an eye patch on it. Aww. Yeah, Aww. and the hat, and uh, you know she's got Michonne in there, and so that's what she's thinking. She's you know like that, like she's obviously sort of factored him in in her drawing. I thought that was interesting. That she, you know, and uh, it was great to see you know Michonne with her and. Uh, as sort of the bridge between Judith and and Rick, taking his rough edges off. She's definitely the mama, yeah. She's taking on that role, and she loves it. Just to recap, this is a two-year jump, correct? 18 months. 18 yeah, months, okay. 18. That's what Angela Kang says on, uh, and I think they probably put it out sort of officially, because I've seen it in some of the reviews of the show, but she mentions that on uh, Talking Dead. That's 18 okay, months got it. Okay. And I don't know that they ever said that on the show, but I do know. I don't think it says it on the show. Uh, like I said, I've seen it in, in at least one recap review, and she mentions it on The Talking Dead. I watch it so you don't have to. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for <laughs> Thank that. Thank you. <laughs> and, you know, when we get later in the episode, Maggie is no longer pregnant. She's had the baby, and the baby is several months old, so it has to be at least a year or more. <clears throat> Right, yeah, he's like looking about months. a year old. The baby doesn't look. He's a year looking old. like a solid baby. He doesn't look a year old to me, but the fact that she was not even showing before we left the last season, and now she's not pregnant, which would mean she would have at least six months or so of her pregnancy. That baby's probably about six months, maybe. So that's about it. At least a year, I was figuring. Wasn't yeah. she the the miracle woman walking around with a torn uterus? <laughs> well, that's your that's your superpower, Maggie. Don't show. She don't show, and her uterus is just fine after all. <laughs> she, well, you know, it's because she had that she OBGYN. You know, the OBGYN yeah. fixed her all up. They just happen to have one at the hilltop. Very convenient. Mm-hmm. Very nice. <clears throat> but. So we go from this beautiful scene with Rick and Michonne and Judith walking through this field, looking at the birds and the beautiful scenery. And then we go to Sanctuary with the nasty-ass crows and the dead corn. And we see fucking, um, what's his name? Dwight. Eugene. No, Dwight's gone. We didn't see Dwight. No, I'd say we didn't see in this episode. Thank goodness. But my first <laughs> eye roll was at Eugene's view because he annoys me. Ponytail man. <sighs> and I know we have to, to deal with these damn sanctuary people, but I'm tired of these damn people. The sanctuary. I got to say, I was a little surprised. I know this isn't exactly where it happens, but the whole bless you, Rick Grimes thing. Mm. I wasn't buying that. Mm-mm. I found that over just, the it top. It didn't have any ring of truth to it. Yeah, no. it wasn't it just over the like top? Sarcastic. I mean, like, again. I don't know if it was sarcastic, but it just wasn't believable. No, it wasn't. Uh, you know, there's some thought maybe it's like playing to Negan or something. You know, we got to, you know, you're such a big, great man. Rick, the great Rick Grimes. <clears throat> yeah, we have to bow down to you. And then we get 
they montage us through the rest of the communities and Tara's riding a horse through wherever the hell she's riding it through. And then she's getting on the walkie talkie talking to whoever she's talking to. And then we see I roll number three and four (laughs) or two and three, which is Jesus and Aaron. Right. They should both be gone. They messed Jesus's character up last season, and Aaron, I still haven't forgiven for leaving his husband outside of the fucking tree. Oh my! <laughs> bad, bad writing. Wasn't That's the end I... of your character. Not... Come on, Ross. Thank you. End of your character. Even in character, who does that shit? I'm never gonna forget that. Never. And he should have been dead in the finale. And Jesus should he just he just popped up in the finale all of a sudden <clears throat> after they hadn't talked seen him uh, for several episodes and what we did see of him was all this Morgan bullshit that they try to do or we're not going to kill people even though they're trying to kill Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky Lucky in line at the deli I guess Aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Plus, we're not going to be like them. Oh, shut up, man. <laughs> Hey, can I just do a slight Westworld digression? Fidelity. Sure. It's about fidelity. Fidelity <laughs> to your character. Fidelity. Mm-hmm. Yes. Tell us. Tell it. Tell it. Tell it. Yep. He is. Tell it's us all about it. fidelity. So dumb. So, that's cider number two. <laughs> For my first it. second cider. All right. That sounds good. <clears throat> it is. And first so- one was Dragon's Head. And my sort of homage to uh, Game of Thrones. And this is uh, Two Towns Outsider. Oh, what, what is that? Is it's, it... uh, it's actually out of Portland. It's pretty good. Oh, nice. It's made with John Gold apples. I went on sort of a cider kick this year. So still continuing. Sister Ellen would love that. She loves cider. Sister Jay, uh, you didn't tell us what you were drinking. Oh, yeah, we didn't do adult beverages. Oh, I don't, I don't have an adult beverage. I have some, what do I have? Some um, pink lemonade. One of my oh. staples. All right. And no jo- Kool-Aid today. <laughs> Lady Joanne. No Kool-Aid. Uh, I am drinking some white Zinfandel from uh, my local, my local, um, alcohol place and I, I just picked it up he just he recommended it I said all right fine I'll take it I didn't I don't even know what it's called but it was good oh nice oh. is that more of a dry or um a sweet a sweet it's a little bit sweet and it's a little bit lighter than all the other wines um usually when I drink I get migraines so I have to be careful oh yeah, yeah. don't have too much no unfortunately mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Don't want no migraines. Yeah, yeah. no. Those... No. Nope. So we can skip over what the fuck, excuse me, what the heck um, <laughs> Jesus and what's his name we're talking about because it's stupid. I didn't even. Oh, was this the whole thing about karate? No, wait a second. Is this the karate scene? Yeah, that's when he does the kick. Oh, no. I thought that was hilarious. This when they're like (laughs) the zombies. Like, that's like the best sort of scene is he's kicking the zombies. I thought this was hilarious. (laughs) It's obvious to me the way that they've been shipping the characters and all this stuff that Ross's thing about teaching me karate is, you know, I don't know, whatever your line is. But I just thought it was hilarious. It's like, come and audit my children's class. (laughs) I thought that was. I thought that was hilarious. I really uh, thought he was going to lose his balance and like fall back. That's what I thought it was going to happen. <laughs> that would have uh, been no, great. Uh, even though they screwed up his character, he's still got mad sort of karate skills. They just don't do uh, anything. But I just thought it was funny. It's like, well, Maggie, you know, pregnant mama can come to my class and audit, so you can. But do you remember just, when Jesus funny, jumped maybe- on that? Do you remember when Jesus jumped on the truck out of nowhere? We were like, whoa, what yes, was that? Yes, they wasted that. Oh, I know. They supposed to have super duper warlike <laughs> ninja skills. And all of a sudden, he's talking about peace and shit. Ain't shown none of that. And I'm thinking, well, y'all didn't wasted show that character. Outpost. Remember that big battle in the outpost? That was yeah. one of the best episodes. Yeah. I mean, he was he was down with the whole thing. Oh yeah, we're gonna take these guys out in their sleep. Exactly right. You know, I mean, that was a flaw. And it's like, hey, we're at war. This is it. You know. Yeah, and now he's talking about we shouldn't have done it. We did it. Whatever, dude. I don't care. Well, somebody had to take over Morgan's. Ugh, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. They didn't even need to have Morgan do that. <laughs> they should have learned it. This is a dumb line. Dumb. It's a dumb. These are characters with limited abilities. And they will die soon in the zombie apocalypse. Yes. Well, he needs but they will to live die. in the writer's room at AMC. I'm sorry for y'all's jobs, but all that character and Aaron needs to go. And there's about 10 more I can name off before we finish this episode. That can right, well, go. I'm going to hold you to that, Sister K. Yeah. I'm going to hold you to The right. people that actually talk. I'm going to start making a list. We need yeah, to make a list. We're making right. a list and we're going to check it twice. <clears throat> yes, they need exactly. to go. Well, they're not leaving. They're not killing these characters off for whatever reason, but um, they need to go. We need to get, and this is, well, I'll save that to the later, but it's it's the same complaint I have in the last several seasons about how they, the situations that they put these characters in. So then we get Daryl driving across this bridge with Jerry! Jerry. I still like Jerry. And, Jerry Rock. <clears throat> um, we see that half the bridge is out, so we know that's going to mean something at some point. Right. And then we get this scene of this weird scene of all these nasty zombies, which the makeup was pretty cool, but you're like, okay, why are they rousing up all of a sudden? And then you realize, oh, because our people are riding through town. Here comes Michonne and Rick killing up a few zombies, but because we'll find out later, they've got a caravan coming to scope out the city and go to yeah, the Smithsonian. They're a good team. They're a good team. Very good team. They don't get enough screen time together, but they're a good team. Yes. And I kind of like them on horses, too. Oh, yeah. No, they were slightly. I mean, he was. he had his little mace out, and she had her katanas going. They need to have more of that, because at this point, after it's supposed to be probably what five or so years six maybe 
would cars still work? Would gas still be able to be used? I mean, it makes well, more sense of, to have horses and buggies and stuff. Yeah, were they're they definitely using, moving to horses this season. Were they using the corn, the corn fuel for the motorcycles, correct? So Yeah, but they don't they're not getting much. I mean, that's part of what the sort of background storyline. That's why Maggie wants all the all the corn fuel from uh later uh, sanctuary. Yeah, later she does. After all the other stuff happens. I gotta ask a question though. After five years of people just decaying, don't you think those bodies would have been decayed by now after five years? Like, are those fresh, like, turned zombies, like, within a year? Like, why are there still so many zombies that are walking around from, like, day zero? Because they don't die. I mean, they could decay all they want to, but they'll still be. They don't die. I think. I think unless they actually come against some sort of trauma, they're not actually losing it. They're not sweating, so they're just recycling. Unless you go in and you cut off some piece of them, or they fall and break some part of their overall structure, they're just going to keep going Mm -hmm. until you know there's something they can eat. I figure there would be like skin and bones by now. No muscle left. No fat. Well, that's why they don't really show fat zombies on here. And I think it's because they're trying to show the fact that even though these zombies are still walking around, they're not eating much. There's not many people left to eat. And so have they shown one since season two when they were on the farm and there was that one in the well? That really nasty waterlogged one? Yeah, the real big one. That was nasty. It was nasty. Skin was He was bloated. Yeah. (laughs) He looked like the mayor. I don't know why I thought of him as the mayor. Was he a mayor? No, I don't know. A mayor? He was just just in the well. Yeah, just some random (laughs) farmer who seemed like to me. He looked like he had overalls on. Uh, But yeah, I haven't seen any big ones since then. And I think they're trying to make sure that they looked more and more decayed. Yeah, they're they're working on the mm-hmm. decay part, but I mean, I, I mean, they haven't really come out with the science of zombie, but it seems like they don't lose anything unless something is cut, mm-hmm. unless like you cut the zombie or you break it. So it's just going to keep recycling. They don't they don't do any of the stuff that normal humans do. It's just going to lay there and like take naps, right, until something comes by. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes you see they do that where they sort of wake up and are like, "Oh, something's here. I'm going to go. Time time to eat." Yep. Yep. Banging the bell. It's so funny because can you imagine like the casting call? Like we're looking for really super skinny actors for (laughs) zombies. Season nine, because they keep getting skinnier and skinnier. I I'm sure. I'm sure they, and I'm sure they recycle them too, you know, because they have all this makeup on. That one with the jaw hanging was kind of cool, though. I will say. But, no, they can definitely do some cool zombies when they yeah. when they spend the time. Yeah, that that jaw hanging was pretty nasty. No, that was that was good. Yeah, I like the jaw. <laughs> but I really like the fact that they're on horseback and they're going back to kind of like the old days with the wagons, because that just makes sense to me. No, After all these agree. years. And then I roll number five, six, seven, eight in one person, Father Motherfucking Gabriel with one. Oh. <laughs> He's got the new oh look. The new look, Father Gabriel. Ugh. I rolled my eyes so hard, they almost got stuck. <laughs> I yeah, like, I don't know really? how he made it. How's this fool like, made it? Don't make no damn sense. 
No, that 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 is uh, that is one of the biggest stretches. Then we have I roll ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Enid, that chick from the seaside, or the the one whose grandma Enid killed. Yeah. They're apparently buddies and shit now, or whatever. Then we see some random people that we don't know, so we know they're going to die at some point. <laughs> well, that's only when they have the conversation. It's the guy you don't care about that's got the thing for Maggie and the two other guys talking. You're oh, like, so they yes, spend a lot yeah. of time in this conversation. Somebody's going to get bit. Thank you. I'm waiting. You just know it. It's I'm like waiting. the equivalent of the Star Trek red shirt. Yeah. Oh, that guy's going to die soon. Well, I was waiting for a couple of them, but only one of them got bit. I'm like, just I one? Know. And he okay. wasn't even the annoying one. They could have killed okay. up some yeah, of the no, he was he was the best of the three by far. <laughs> no doubt. So here's what gets me. And I know I'm jumping a little bit on this. Go ahead. But this is total BS. So they all, you know, they're killing the zombies and they're getting ready to run. And he goes back to save the horse. And you've got Michonne. You've got Rick. You've got Daryl. I forget who else is there. you got Carol, the king. Maggie. The whole crew. Maggie, he runs back to save the horse on his own. None of those guys, they yep. sit there and watch him get bit. What the f- Come on. Well, first of all, this that is That was my- one of the dumbest things I've seen. In- lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Mike. The whole They're scene. all standing there looking at him. They know. They've seen all the unexpected stuff. They can still be overwhelmed and this guy could get bit. But that writing was lame, lame, lame. Lame. Sorry, Ed. Well, I mean, they, they saw the herd. Well, the small herd, they saw them. They were aware. That's why they were running away. They killed a bunch so- of them, but when he runs back, they've got to go. they got to go get this guy's back. He doesn't know what he's doing. He shoes horses. He's a blacksmith that knows horses. These are the these are the top people in the group outside of Morgan, who's off, and maybe Jesus. But well, here's the thing: is that the horse started? Um, he got spooked and he started getting scared. So, wouldn't that be a tell tell sign that something's going on, or that something's coming near him, and that he's getting mm-hmm. scared? So nobody took action. They just kind of stared and get- and stood there. Yeah. My problem with was this with that scene was okay, you know you're stuck in the mud, you see the horde coming, Michonne and whoever goes to help take care of it. We've seen them take care of bigger hordes than that with no problem. Mm-hmm. How is it yep. that they only took care of a few and then said, Okay, let's go and then, like you said, never went to help kill the rest while he was getting the horse. I yeah, or even no go sense. back him up. Or while you're running past the horse, 
cut the rope with your katana or something so the horse could be free. You would not leave one of your good horses to get ate up. No, you wouldn't. That made no sense. They're doing it, yeah. though, to to make this situation happen. And the problem is, is that it's not looking like organic situations. Well, you can make it happen. Just have them get overwhelmed by more zombies. Yep. It, it looks somebody go with the fact that nobody went with him and they all sat and watched this guy get bit and then mm-hmm. kicked by the Because he got bit and then he got kicked by the horse. Right. It doesn't make any sense. It's totally out of character for all these guys. It's, I mean, you got to tell me that Rick and... And uh, Michonne and Daryl are going to let that guy go and get taken out. Well, especially Daryl with his bow and arrow. I mean, he could yeah. have done it from a distance. It just looked like they were just standing there, like waiting for the action for the for the script to go they on. And like, okay, yeah, on to the next scene. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was saying. On to the next. On Can the we next. get a couple more people killed instead of this dude? Can we get Father Gabriel, Enid, one of the other ones? The the one I didn't even recognize the one that was talking to Maggie last season until like halfway through the doggone episode. I'm like, oh, that's that damn savior fool that's always been chatty and shit. Oh yeah, no, uh, yeah. No, they I spotted him straight off. Duck his Which one? Ass too. The one oh, with the that? goatee. He's he's a singer. He sings later, and and oh. they could have got somebody with the. I don't have a good voice, but they gotta get somebody with a better voice. I've heard. Is he the is he the new love interest for for Maggie? Oh gosh, I hope not. They floated it. I don't think Maggie's buying any of it. And I don't think the audience will either. No. I wouldn't buy it. I wouldn't. I'd be like, really? No. Yeah, I think Maggie's still very much mourning Glenn. Hey, hey she is Maggie Ree. <laughs> yep, and forever. <laughs> She's yeah. wearing that ring still. Yeah, I was going to say, too, she's also still wearing that ring. Yeah. So that's another sign, too. With little baby Herschel. Oh, that's so cute. When she said, yeah. I got to get back to Herschel, I was like, oh, it's got to be the baby. Oh, yeah. So cute. Yeah. So wait, uh, before we keep going further, they're in this. Should we pay tribute to Scott Wilson real quick? Yes. The original Herschel. The original Herschel. Yeah. Great, great actor. Great moral compass on the show for the seasons he was on. Definitely yes. interesting. And gave his blessing to the uh, to the the union between the two. Oh right, right, right. He was against that, but he was like, okay, yep. fine. Changed his he mind. Gave him his watch. Gave him wasn't it like his grandfather's watch or something? I don't know. I, I don't remember, remember that. Like that. He gives him his watch and. and and, or maybe I'm getting mixed up with the comic books. I think he did. No, he did give he did give Glenn the watch. Yeah, and that was sort of his way of saying, "Take I, care of my girl." I bless this union. Yeah, take yeah. care of my. I know you yep. love her like I do, so we're good. Yeah. 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 All I remember of that was just uh, Glenn looking for condoms. <laughs> Wasn't <laughs> just. I guess he didn't find them. Nope. No. Sure didn't. And you think that would be priority number one in the damn apocalypse. But he did find the pregnancy kit, didn't yeah. he? Lori. They didn't go to the right places because there's no way they would have been out of either. <sighs> That's probably what people go first for. Zombie apocalypse. Oh, That's I the think. first thing. <laughs> <laughs> Condoms, beer, and I don't know, and comic books. And tampons. And bullets. <laughs> and bullets. Lots of bullets. Machetes. For real. Yeah. So 
all of that, all of the scenes in the museum to me were just like filler. Until oh, we, there was some some reasonable stuff there, and some as you said, eye rollers. Yeah, until we get to the, oh, and then we saw eye rollers. I like, I like, Fifteen, uh, what's her name? Up, 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 chick from up, the up, up, trash up. people. Oh no! Are you talking the seed scene? Or are we talking about the spiders and the zombie? That no, that was pretty cool. Although I don't. That like was cool. That was nasty. That was, was funny. Nasty. I like that. That was hilarious. And that damn Sadiq, he gets on my nerves because he's he's kind of useless. Why would they? He is an annoying character. Take, they could have done something him? with him. They really haven't done it. Yeah. I mean, if he's a medical, if he was a medical student, he gets scared by spiders. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he's seen worse things now than just spiders. Like, get over yourself. I'm sure he's been living out in the woods by himself. Well, I get that part because I don't like bugs either. Yeah, I, I can see how that could stick with you. I don't like yeah. the bug. Uh, I don't know how being a medical person would mean that you wouldn't be scared of bugs. You know? I just figured because it's irrational. Like- fear you know that kind of thing's irrational it's not gonna make sense but why would you take this dude who's supposedly one of your only medical people out on a dangerous run wouldn't I you think he is the only medical well he's uh, the only medical guy left right every the other guy was fed to the uh to the oven and <laughs> <laughs> and what happened what happened to the other doctor they, they put the one of the doctors in the oven what happened to the other one <laughs> That's a good well, question. They shot a, Didn't they kill well, the other one? I'm well, trying to had, remember. I don't remember. Well, we had the girl. What was her? She was so cute. She was the one with the blonde hair. Oh, yeah, Denise. Um, Denise. Denise. She, she got the arrow through the eye, right? Wasn't yeah. she the only... Well, she was so, a yeah. dentist. She, she got the a, arrow through the eye. Yep. And then we had the OBGYN at the hilltop that they snatched, took over to the... Um, Sanctuary killed the doctor they had at the sanctuary, so he's still there then at the sanctuary. Okay, so yeah, Somewhere. so he, he did get done in. So they, but they've got two medicals. Yeah, but you wouldn't doctors. risk any of your medical people on a. Not if you had any sense. Yeah. See, there you go. No, well, they haven't so, learned their lesson. So, so here's what I like <laughs> from, from that scene. So I agree. I thought the spider scene was hilarious with him and and the little tent and the spiders coming out. Um, I like the uh, zombie evolution. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> no. no, you didn't like it. You, didn't, you, were going for, you were going for that zombie evolution? No. You thought Did it was you need like a deep soundtrack for that? Stupid. No. All right, I like it. Well, Father it Gabriel. For me. Oh, I mean, it was like so it. like obvious what they were trying to do, but it was Father Damn Gabriel and that trash lady. All right. I was so I busy rolling my eyes, that. I couldn't appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> and I did like uh, Michonne looking at the uh, history section. The Constitution. Obviously, the Constitution, obviously, you know, conflicts. Obviously, that's where she came up with the whole idea of the Charter, not the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but here's what here's what got me on that. <clears throat> well, I thought the scene with Daryl and the seaside uh, girl... Who I, who I said, I thought, I thought it was actually a decent scene where it's like, well, I just follow my brother all the time. And we're like, we all know Meryl. Yep. Like, yeah. Meryl. Mm-hmm. Psycho nutcase racist, you know, freak show going. Um, <coughs> but, you know, so you're like, okay, I get that, Daryl. But she obviously had just like, well, you know, you fight with your, your sibling. I mean, my kids fight all the time for no reason. 
Um, when they're not, they usually get along, but when they don't, it's just for really dumb stuff. But she's talking about that, and he's like, oh no. And we're all like, well, Meryl's like, he is far over there. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they're coming down the steps and they're going over that, over the little zombie thing, can we go there now? Yes. This drove me nuts. Mm-hmm. Take, take your canoe down first. It's the lightest thing. Walk over. You've got like this whole sort of, you know, superstructure. Walk over the metal part and then yep. take the stuff off to the side. The then you come down with the wagon. Don't bring this stuff down after the wagon. <laughs> there are too many people that have survived for too long in the zombie apocalypse to do something that dumb. Well, I mean, it also seems... Did, did you guys say, think that was crazy? No, not at all. I mean, I also thought that it was pretty quiet in the museum. They're just chatting and looking at art. They're like drinking coffee. So it's like you obviously <laughs> have a, you obviously have an opportunity to talk about a plan. So maybe take your lighter weight things and then you bring in the wagon. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand why they were walking across the whole damn thing. Couldn't you just go on the edges, especially for that lighter shit you were carrying? But this lighter shit yeah. you were carrying, where they were walking catty corner across the whole damn thing. So that's do why. straight lines along the steel reinforced beams, and then cut across, and <laughs> yes, you got it all. There you no go. problem. But they you have see? to do that yeah. in order for us to get a almost death scene for Ezekiel, and that was their way of having, I guess, Carol show that her and Ezekiel are together when she kisses. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Seven staff. I mean, to me, it was all just really a way for them to show that moment. And have a little bit of a scare at the same time. Well, I thought that Ezekiel was kind of like hip-hop dancing for a moment. I was like, what is he doing? He's going all over the place. Why can't he just do a quick left or a quick right and get out of the way? <laughs> Did you see him? He was just like hopping everywhere. And all. He looks like Michael Jackson in that one video where he's like hopping on the squares. Oh, he was swinging he, around. He was. He was. And I think it's just the way that they edited that because, it, I don't know, it was just like, oh, come on, y'all. We knew he wasn't going to get eaten up. Oops, so my phone's vibrating. <clears throat> we knew he wasn't going to get eaten up, you know. Sorry. Yeah. It's okay. But did you really think that that wagon was going to crack that 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 glass? I mean, that is like supposed to be industry-grade glass. 
I don't understand why that wagon would break the glass. Or is, is there... Because is there it's written by the Walking Dead writing crew. There I mean, is. it just seemed like they were That's setting it. it up for that. If they really wanted to milk it, they would have shown the rope being cut more mm-hmm. to like a string at the last minute. I mean, if you really wanted to do it, somebody would have grabbed his hand and pulled him up. But they didn't do that. They, uh, they, uh, I didn't see him put it down, but at some point I looked at it and there's like a, a rug or something by the rope. Yeah, sort Carol, of where they get that from? Carol brought that over <clears throat> when he fell. She grabbed it from yeah. somewhere. It must have been a tapestry or something from one of the walls or something. Yeah. You know that just reminded but me I mean, of the cha- that reminded me of the chains that the White Walkers just brought out of nowhere. It's like, oh, by the way, we have this heavy chain and we're just gonna bring the dragon up. It's like, where did you get that? Where did you get that cover? Or where did you get that blanket? It was nowhere. <laughs> no, I think it was one of the tapestries hanging up on. You know how museums have like different, like rugs and <clears throat> things that have been sewn by old. You know things like that. Okay. And it could have been a prop. I know, you're like, whatever. (laughs) But it could have also been a prop in that wagon itself because, you know, they were trying to simulate the wagon, you know, trail, the settlers, and there would have been at least a blanket or something in there. I don't know. But I did see Carol bring that over to the hole where Ezekiel had fallen in. She did, yeah. And she was covering the edge of the, The the edge of the glass, which was smart. That was very smart. But I got to ask a question. I know this kind of it's definitely not important, but did anybody understand what the exhibit was for um, where those zombies were at? I was trying to figure it out. I was like, I was trying to figure out if there was some sort of like, um, what do they call them? Just like a little clue or a little secret or something oh, special. Yeah. The Easter eggs or something. Yeah, the Easter eggs. Did anybody get that? Uh, I didn't. I didn't see anything from there. I didn't see any like signs or anything that would show like what exhibit they were in. Although I do know if some museums do use like different floors for different types of exhibits. So yeah, and a lot of times something that they it, were it was natural to... history, so that might have been a certain mm-hmm. age that they were showing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was designed to map to the Smithsonian Natural History Museum. Because it's actually that's actually the Georgia State House where they actually filmed it. So they're right, getting exactly. full Georgia tax credits on that. I know they're trying to say they're in Washington when. Yeah, no, that's that's supposed to be D.C. And the big museum, I believe, I know there certainly is a big Smithsonian Natural History Museum. That's I think what they're trying to say is where they went, but so I don't know what exhibit that would have been, but. It was. I didn't. Uh, I couldn't see anything in the scenes. It was mostly just zombies. Um, yeah, it was really dark. And the exhibits we all saw were all stuff that was upstairs, and they wouldn't have gone multiple floors like that. So I don't think it would have been anything that we would have seen on the top floors. Yeah, I don't think. Okay. So. All I know is there's too many people left after that episode. <laughs> <laughs> I still got your list, so we have eight more spots on that list. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> Well, I shoot. Wait, no, we shouldn't have eight left. How many did we? Did you write down? We should have at least well, four to five names on there. I only have Jesus and Aaron for now. Did you want me to write someone else? Father Gabriel, Enid, <laughs> um, and the uh, dude from the uh, Savers last year. I don't know his name. Okay, I'm oh, dude, oh um, Gavin. 
You're talking about Gavin no, the singer. No, Gavin yeah, got Gavin. killed. Gavin was the um, one of the saviors who came to collect the bounty every once in a while. The, the guy who was always that was on the horse talking to the young guy who dies with the goatee. I don't know that guy's name. You mean Maggie's love interest? Is that the oh, one you're talking about? No, you're right. That's Gavin. I'm getting him confused with somebody else. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> the dude on the horse. You know, when there's three guys on the horse. Right. There's the long-haired, dark-haired dude, the middle guy who dies, and there's a dude on the right. The dude on the right was a savior in the little at the hilltop that they had locked up in the little jail pen, and he was always talking to Maggie and talking. Yeah, her love interest. Yeah. Well, he needs to die. All right. So I got five more open on the list. Oh, we'll fill those up. Oh, and the girl from um, the hills. Seaside. I don't know her name either. The dark haired one. She needs to go. Curly hair. Yeah, the, I mean one, the young Darryl, one. Yeah, the one Daryl was talking to. Okay. Oh no, I I'm think gonna... she's all right. She's yeah. one of the few that might that has some potential. <clears throat> no, why yeah, is she? Like yeah. Let her go. <laughs> Let her go. Oh, and they can get rid of Tara too. Don't either. Oh, Tara should have been gone like ages and, ago. And Eugene needs to be on that list. He needs Eugene. to go. Yeah. There's a bunch they could let go, really. All right, I got three more on the list. I added <laughs> Tara and Eugene, but I didn't add the girl from Seaside because I think she's pretty cool too. Oh, and, and we need it. What we about- need an Asian chick. We need we need some color. <laughs> well, I agree so with I'm, that. I agree. I'm with leaving that. the Asian chick. I don't know if she's Asian. <clears throat> she, but I'm gonna leave her there. So we got three more on the on the list. We can get rid of Rosita. Why? Mm. What's? They don't don't have anything to do. They don't do anything with Rosita. Oh, and the trash lady. But I thought she was gone. The the main trash lady, right? Yeah, the main one that was talking about the seeds. Yes, thank you. I think so. At least Rosita was useful. She put the bridges out on that sign. (laughs) She did. She She did something. She did do something, but. So yeah, right. that that scene in the mud was just redonk, redonkulous, not necessary. It was fake looking. Poor little dude gets bit. <clears throat> then they're all looking sad and shit. I'm thinking, well, what y'all think was gonna happen? <laughs> and then I didn't get the point of he getting him getting bit and then getting kicked. I didn't get the yeah. Point. That was- well, you're not sure what killed him, whether it was the bite or the horse, right? And they got to show you a really big horse uh, bruise. Yeah. I think that was part of it. Maybe that was it. They wanted to show off the makeup. Well, my first thought was, back to Herschel, was cut his arm off. Cut it off. Did we not learn anything from that? Cut it off. <laughs> That's what I, that was my first thought when he got thinking. I was like, okay, well, they'll cut his arm off and maybe he'll survive. And they got to go back and tell his parents, sorry, he lost his arm. I mean, that's... We were all watching as the zombie came out and bit him. Uh, yes, Jane. I mean they all watched, and even he watched it. I mean, why didn't he pull away? That didn't make yeah. sense either. But anyway, well, some of it he's sort of a newbie. He's not. He doesn't know what he's really doing out there. I mean, that was part of it, or seemed to be. But also, if you've been in the zombie apocalypse for five years, you think you'd be a little more aware. That's what I'm thinking. Goodness, come can on I, now. Can I just go back to one, a couple of scenes before that when the uh, zombies that were crossing the bridge were stuck in the water wasn't that the most hilarious thing in the world (laughs) 
when the water was just rushing over them and they were trying to climb out. It was like a very short scene, but I thought it was very funny. I think I missed that scene. Yeah. Yeah. The struggle Maybe is Maybe they get waterlogged and then Fitz will just, it will just break the zombies. If you think about it, if they got waterlogged for that long with that amount of running water. Oh, their skin's going to come off. Ooh, yeah, it's, it's going to break or something at some point. Yeah, yeah it's nasty. Yeah. They're all going. They're all going downstream at some point. Yeah, they're it, they'll get loose and they'll be they'll float through and it'll cause some problems later. Yeah. And then another another comment when they were pulling the wagon, wasn't Ezekiel doing the most pushing? I felt like he was doing all the work himself. Do you don't remember that part? I guess not. I, no, <laughs> I try not to look at him when he's. I mean, I'm so busy rolling my eyes when he's on screen. I don't even see what he's doing. Really? <clears throat> I just don't like him at all. I've not liked him since he start got introduced on the show, and it has not changed. You think it was? His I don't know. I think he's had oh, his wait, moments. You're talking about Ezekiel, not um, Father Gabriel. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I do like. No. I sorry. I do like Ezekiel. I don't like okay. the. I don't like the wig, but I do like him. I think that was yeah. just him being very dramatic about how he was pushing. Yeah. <laughs> He's always dramatic. I was like, I, can see that. I was like, is anybody helping the poor man? He almost got bit. <laughs> I'm thinking if they didn't let him get bit when he fell, he can't get bit here on the side of the road. Okay. And I think we were up to the point of cut. Yeah. Cut his arm off or do something. I don't know what they were doing. Yeah, we were saying how they could have just cut his arm off, but the fact, the thing that really irritated me, which is kind of what what um, y'all both said, is that when he did get bit, and they all rush up, to, and Sadiq, who's useless as a doctor too, because he couldn't do shit, <laughs> and he didn't even say, "Hey, let's cut his arm off real quick." I mean, Rick should have said that, but when they're running up to them, him to try to, to help him, then of course Michonne and the king and everybody has to go fight the zombies and Jesus is there and so is Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky Lucky? In line at the deli I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office more than once actually Do I have to say? Yes you do In the car before my kids PTA meeting Really? Yes Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm thinking, really? So with all of them, why didn't they just kill them all in the first place? But no. They let this little kid get bit. Then they go kill all the rest of the zombies. After the fact that he got bit. Yeah, I agree. That was totally bugger. And that's ridiculous. I mean, and like I said, that was part of my whole like eye roll for this scene is... You've got the baddest ass people on The Walking Dead, and they're going to yeah. watch this kid run and try to save it and just watch him from a distance mm-hmm. when something can come out from the sides. And this kid doesn't know anything. He's just trying to save a horse. Right. Why would you even bring him except I know they brought him for the horses, but damn. Give the kid some backup. He doesn't know anything. He has to have some other damn training first. Wait, can I ask a question? I know this is like suspension of disbelief, but when we were back in Washington, D.C., they keep the horses without them getting um, bitten, bitten up by the zombies because we had our badasses inside the building, right? That's a good point. And they were, cle- they were clearing out the building as it was. Obviously, they almost Ezekiel almost got bit. Where do they keep the horses outside? That's because a good question. 
They might have brought the horses in after they sort of did the initial clearance. How? I mean, they didn't show us, so we don't know for sure. How could they have done that? Because they had stairs going up to the museum, too, didn't they? Yeah, and they still had zombies inside. Yeah, I'm presuming you can, walk the, you can walk the horses up the steps, but I don't know. Maybe that is literally just one of the suspension of disbelief. If you can get your horses there, you can get them up the steps. I think we'll have to just let that go because they got the wagon... Somehow a wagon, that rickety-ass wagon that loses its wheel in the mud, was able to make it down all those stairs, almost crashing through that glass floor, and all the stairs at the front of the museum with no problem. Right. And that's probably, like, what, like a 200-year-old wagon from probably the times of the frontier? Probably. Okay. Yeah, at least 140 years. Thinking about the wood, I'm talking about the rusty nails, like, it made it all the way that highway. Yeah, there's a mud, they got, they got a plow in it, they've got a, a canoe, which looked like it was heavy as hell in it. They got a whole bunch of stuff that they're, they're hauling. All right, let's you know? give them the, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, that they I were doing. I mean, I think one of the better things was that they were doing is they took the seeds from the bank. I thought that was pretty smart. That was that was the uh, the brainiac move of the uh, of the operation, which was nice because they were kind of relating it back to real life, like back to the you know the seed bank that they have over in I forgot what Nordic country it is. So you know, it's sort of current events, sort of drag you know taking from real life. I wish, you know, they would do that more often. I just wish they would write better, period. Whatever. We can't have everything. I know I've said this before, but they should make uh, Denai Guria head writer. Yeah. She's (laughs) proven that she can write. Yep. She's an award-winning playwright. Yep. She's going to win more awards than anybody that's writing on that show. Oh, yes. Just saying. So we get back to Hilltop and Maggie is talking to this kid's parents and they're both pissed. Well, the dad's sad. He's not really saying much. The mom is like fussing. You had him out there for a damn plow and you gave the other plow to the saviors? Them fools don't deserve any of our help. Why? And I was like, well, that's a good point. I've been asking that question too. She's like, they don't, e- they don't even deserve our help. Why are we giving half our shit to them? No, uh-uh. And now my son is gone. And then she she messes up and she looks at her husband. <laughs> she says, what kind of... <laughs> I was like, as soon as she said it, I was like, uh-oh, lady. Now that wasn't right. And she's fussing at the husband. What kind of man would let this stand by without saying nothing? He's like, no kind of man. He walks off. So she knows she fucked that up. So then Maggie's trying to say, well, let us at least help with the funeral. She's like, nope, you're not welcome there. Nope, I voted for your ass, but we ain't friends. Don't come to the funeral. I'm I'm pissed. And then she talks about Gregory, which Percy, who is I know him as Percy, but that old Gregory's still around. <laughs> and I do like him because at least he's a decent villain. I like him um, as a villain. He's a good weasel. Uh, yes, yeah, that's, that's a, a great good word. word for him. Mm-hmm. Apologies to all weasels out there, but yeah, he's a weasel. Definitely. But what did you think about what this lady was saying? Did you agree with her about what she was saying about Gregory, her son, the whole mission? I don't know. They're just I moving the plot forward. 
Just moving the plot forward. I get it. I mean, and look, like, I, yeah, eventually I'm, everybody's going to die. I mean, it was definitely the whole point of the, you know, the trip was to make their lives better. So obviously there's going to be some sort of risk involved. So maybe she should have talked about it with her son and told them to stay back. But he's not strong enough as a warrior or as a, you know, zombie killer. I don't know. Those are the times when you really should talk to your family and say, hey, you're not really strong at this. This is the reality of life. You really need to stay back. <laughs> hey, what Maggie didn't say is we screwed up. If we'd done our job, your son wouldn't have died. But we screwed up because we watched him get bit by a zombie. Yeah. Yeah. If they would have provided backup, he probably wouldn't have died unless they would have sent in a lot more zombies. They could have easily taken care of that mini herd. Yes. They had all the you know, great do a circle around him or send Michonne in to quickly slice off that horse. You know, Rick would have been there. They had all but, the big ones there. So her, her points were more than justified given what a bad job they did providing cover for this guy. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're just getting sloppy a year and a half out from Negan. I don't know. You think they're just getting too complacent? I think it's bad writing, but I mean, I'm just giving the writing a benefit <laughs> of the doubt. They're there. I mean, it's just, it's just poor writing. I mean, I'm just no doubt about it. Like, really, these great, you know, Walking Dead, the Warriors, heroes are the best. Yeah. On the be- best people on the show are going to watch that happen. No, they're going to go there to back this kid up. He doesn't know anything. Okay. It's I, bad I writing. Yeah. So yeah, I think her points justified. If my kid died that way, even if I didn't know all the details, you would. I wouldn't want to see Maggie. And be like, you sent my kid into a stupid thing, and this is what you got out of it. Yeah, no, that wasn't worth my kid's life. Come on. And we're feeding the other people that that came to, to kill us, basically, last season. I mean, part of it, this is just a setup show. Hey, it's 18 months. Here we are. Here's how things are going. Here are the cracks yeah. between the community. Yep, exactly. That's the setup. I agree. But it's a necessary, I mean, so yeah, some of do it. it's a little bit necessary, but it's just annoying to see some of these characters doing it. Mm-hmm. I did. I did like seeing little Herschel. We finally get to see the baby. So yeah, he looks like he's a good six months. He ain't mm-hmm. walking yet, so we know six, seven months. But then that fool singing, like you said, <laughs> they're doing a little funeral. Um, you know, they're all sad. Hey, he's making Ed Sheeran look good, man. Ed Sheeran <laughs> looks great compared to him. <laughs> little, little Game of Thrones throwback there. Yeah. Oh my lord. Ed Sheeran singing on his own, despite yeah, the bitter was, hate. There was no need for that man in that episode at all. No. <laughs> they something else. That wasn't too bad. I didn't mind it. On well, Game of Thrones, you mean? Yes. I no, I, I, Game of Thrones one was good. I said, but compa- what what uh, Walking Dead did compared Ed Sheeran, I thought did a great job compared to. This guy's performance. What is it? Callan McAuliffe, a.k.a. Alden is his name. Oh, is that his name? Alden? I am DB'd him. Put, I'm like, put him on the list, him? Joanne. Put him on the list. Alden. Alden. He needs Alden. Yep. All right. late. Alden's late. And then we get over to Daryl and Rick and M. And, Rick and M. And they at the sanctuary. <laughs> and you know what? Honestly, all them sanctuary people could go. All of them. We don't even need the sanctuary. So wait, I could put them on number ten now. Yeah, sanctuary just put people. All sanctuary people. <laughs> <laughs> the all ex-saviors. sanctuary. The ex saviors. 
Wait, but that blonde girl definitely has to go. She's like the first one. She's really important. Yeah, with that thing on her neck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no, she always calls Eugene haircut. She's That's got- a redeeming feature. She has a what? She always calls Eugene haircut. Yeah, but... Ne- I don't know. Not enough. But it's not something. Enough. Most of them no. don't have anything. Yeah. And then no, we got right. some new dude at the sanctuary. Have y'all seen... I've seen this guy in TV shows before, but I've not seen him on The Walking Dead. But now they've thrown a new big dude at the sanctuary. You're, the you're talking Darryl, about which one? The one that Daryl tells to cover that paint up because they see a somebody had painted Negan, oh, yeah. um, Negan still lives or yes. Negan still here or something like that. Well, he's from shameless. He was the one that was dating that crazy mother and doing crazy things with her. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys watch shameless. That was pretty crazy. No, he I never was. watched shameless. I haven't watched shameless. Oh, well, I like Bill was- Macy, but I haven't watched shameless. Well, that whole plot was uh, it was very X-rated, and then he's also from the One Hundred. That's one where of the... I've seen him. Okay, thing, but I haven't seen the One Hundred. Yeah, so I was like, I've seen this guy before, but not at, in The Walking Dead. And now they've got this other new dude, and Daryl's just barking orders at him. And I'm thinking, Daryl, that's not going to go over too well. This is a grown man. He's not going to want to. Daryl was really Darryl cranky, wasn't he? Very. Daryl's looking for a reason to get out, and he's giving him a reason. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I don't care about these fools. I think that's part I gotta of it. I got to be here. I don't got to like it. I think that's part of it in the fact that, like we said back when speaking of the claim people, that claimed leader told Daryl, you ain't no inside cat, babe. You an outside cat. And he's like been cooped up at that sanctuary. He doesn't yep. want to be cooped up. He wants. To, he needs to be out. Roman sorting, hunting, and shit like he normally does, and I think he That's feels right. cooped up. He's not good at that. That's what he tells Rick. This is not. This is not who I am. It's not. This is not good. Yeah, and in fact, that gets me to my point. I'll go ahead and make it now, so I don't forget. We are still in one spot too damn long. This is my complaint with the seasons. Even at the farm, we were at the farm too long, but at least we got out of there and we're moving. Whenever mm-hmm. they are stagnant and they try to make a home somewhere and stay somewhere, to me, that's when the show kind of falters. I yeah. think the show is best when they're nomadic and they're on, they're trying to hustle and get somewhere to survive when they're doing stuff like that. Museum scene, except for the few parts, was decent because at least they were out doing something to try to better their situation. But when they're stuck in one place, so they're stuck at the sanctuary, they're stuck at the hilltop, they're stuck at the kingdom... That's too much stuck. They need to be out moving. Ain't nobody still ask no damn questions about the fucking helicopter from last season. Oh, my God. The helicopter. Yeah. yeah. Ain't yeah. nobody still said shit about that. How come Ooh. we don't have a search party out looking for wherever the fuck this helicopter came from? And you mean to tell me in a whole what year the helicopter hasn't been seen? Or 18 months the helicopter ain't been seen and no one's ran out to, to see it or to find it? That don't well, make we know. Really we know who knows what's up with the helicopter scene. Yes, we do, and she ain't said boo shit, has she? She has not that we know of. Nope, we sure don't. So this is what I'm talking about. We're in one. We're in the same damn area with too many fucking cast people taking up screen time and dialogue from the people that we care about and want to see. And I say this every time this shit happens, which it happens every you know a lot. In the show, 
you need to stick with our core group. And even if they're split up, that should be the focus of the show. It shouldn't be on all these peripheral people. We need to kill all them people off anyway and keep maybe five for background. And then just stick to our core people that are left. And if you want to add a couple of new core people, fine. But let's stick to those and all these peripheral places and people. We need to let go and get back to basics. And that's the only way that this show is going to turn around, even after Rick is gone. It's just not interesting. No. How is it interesting to be stuck in one place? I mean, like, if you look back at your favorite episode, just when something crazy is happening, they're either pushing the envelope or they're out there or they're going to seek something new. It's when it gets old, it fades, it recycles, and it's just not interesting. Yes. And why, like, when they were trying to get to the CDC, to me, that was the most exciting because at least they had a mission and a place and a destination. And then once they got there and then all that shit went to shit, they're, okay, we have a new mission. Now we're going somewhere else. That's what they should be. They should be always going from place to place trying to find the next best thing or a new colony. Or now, I mean, we know for a fact Rick saw that damn helicopter. He knows he wasn't fucking hallucinating. You know, we need to, somebody needs to be uh, asking them questions and saying, okay, we're going to send a party out. We're going to be gone a couple months probably because we're going to have to do horseback and walk to wherever the hell we think this place is at. Oh, that's what's his name? Who? Who went to go do 24 and then uh, left the series? What was oh, his name? Oh, yeah. Um, Heath. He sort of disappeared. He's been gone for like season and a half. He, oh, that guy. On the bridge. Yes. He's got to come back. He can just come back. He gone. But he lost his glasses. Didn't he lose his glasses? The poor guy can't see. <laughs> maybe he'll pick up something else. Maybe, maybe he needs a new prescription now. <laughs> that's why he hasn't been able to get back. He doesn't have glasses. Now, that's a good point, Joanne. Because if I lost my glasses in the zombie apocalypse, my ass would be gone in probably a day. Because I can't see boot shit without my glasses on. Poor guy. Isn't he um, Sasha's husband in real life? No. That's the other that was not- No, that's another guy. He's a background guy that I haven't seen yet this season. Yeah, that guy like came, nobody killed him, and he just disappeared. The ball- He has a bald head. I can't think of his name now. I think he does have a name on the show. I think he's he's spoken a couple of times. But um yeah, they just need to they need to get rid of half the people, let them have a mission again to figure something out. And I think that would get back and even if we lose Maggie and Rick, that's the only way they'll be able to salvage this. But if they keep if they lose Rick and Maggie like we know they're gonna do this season and they're still in fucking sanctuary, the hilltop in the kingdom. Oh, they might as well just pack it all up. I mean, really, the only characters that can carry it are going to be Michonne and Daryl. Yep. And Carol. And Carol. Hey, Carol can't carry it. Carol's good, but Carol, Carol's not a carrier. She's not going to be able to carry the show. She can carry a lot of people. She, she's she's no, single-handedly she saved um, everyone from... What was that place again with the big A? Yeah, that was the... Um, Terminus. Yeah, Terminus. She Terminus. Terminus. It's not that you can't save people, but that you're going to save people and carry the show. Mm-hmm. I, I think Carol's really interesting, and I, I like Carol. I'm definitely not a Carol hater, and, and um, but I don't think she can carry the show. I think maybe with Daryl, Carol and Daryl, and 
I don't think the king can carry the show. Like, I think those are your key characters. Rick, Michonne, Daryl. I think those, like, I think those are your keys. I think others are very important and would be a key part. But, like, if you were to to go, like, at some point, you don't have enough to carry the show. But I don't think Daryl could actually carry the show either because he's always doing everybody else's dirty work. He's never really doing... Or leading, like he just said in this episode, he's like, I really don't want to do this anymore. I just want to be out there. I mean, granted, he was traumatized and tortured in that area, but he's, I I mean, when we saw him, I'm skipping ahead, but when he actually um, hit the horse on the behind and that killed Gregory, like, it looked like he was just happy following orders. So I don't know how, who's going to take over when, when these two main characters leave. Like I said, I mean, I would stay to watch Daryl and Michonne. Like, I think they can carry it, even if, you know, even if they got somebody else, you know, in there doing it. Like, I think those are the, you know, I think those four are the most sort of interesting characters to keep a show going. I I, I don't know how that's going to work either, but they got, it's got to be more than just, I don't know that Daryl could, could hold it all. But if we at least have Daryl as one of the mains, along with Michonne, mm-hmm. and I think Carol, no, I don't think he's a solo. Yeah, I don't think any of them will be a solo. I think they'll need to have that ensemble. But again, get us back to that main ensemble that we can at least focus our attention on instead of all these people. It's too many people for us to keep up with. You don't do a good job at filling their backstory anyway. So why are you wasting time on them? And and and. Let's put the good content on these people and have a let us have a mission. Let us have a real true reason to really be scared. At this point, the zombies aren't even that scary. You just let, you know, this random dude die. But normally they don't have a problem with any of the walkers that they come across, even big ass hordes, you know. So that's not even a really big scare anymore. They got to come up with something else for them to get to and to do. And they have the big bad guy in jail. So who's the big bad guy now? Don't get me started on Negan. (laughs) I, you know, I am not looking forward to when they bring his ass out. And you know it's coming. I think it's next week. Ugh. He was on the the Talking Dead. So I think he's coming. Oh, gosh. Negan is coming. He's going to be doing, what did you call it? Dipping and doing. Doing. (laughs) All that dipping and doing, shucking and motherfucking jiving, grinning and shit. That's not cute. I mean, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is cute, but he is not a good Negan. They let him do too much shucking and jiving to be scary. He's not even scary. No. And I gotta say, I hope they do something about his genes because they're not cute. No, they're not. They need to put some butt pads in him or else get him a belt. Get him something. Something. No more butt shots, please. Yes, somebody's got a problem over there. They like the butt shots, but this man has no butt no more. They've been taking his butt. He used to, but he don't have it now. Whatever, however they're dressing him is awful. No more butt shots, please. But, I mean, even if they... Now, Negan saw the helicopter, too. He saw it even closer than Rick did. And he knew right. he knew who was who it was coming for. So that would even be interesting if the damn trash lady has to live. 
and Negan has to be on there to have him be confronting her as about, okay, I know I'm in this jail. At some point we know he's going to get out and him taking her and, t- and making her tell him who's in the helicopter, where it's at, whatever, whatever. And if they go on a f- damn journey, that would even be more interesting than us staying where the hell we are. Now they did have their moment last season. Ugh, that was stupid too. <laughs> Among the trash piles. Oh my goodness. The blocking or whatever they call that, the sequence of that was dumb as well. Yeah. That was dumb. I think my mind has done a lot to try to forget that, but I do remember that they did have their moments together. But, I mean, if they're going to keep him alive for any stretch of time, which I don't understand why they would still have Negan alive, um, then they need to do something with him, too. So then let his ass escape, let him snatch up the trash chick, and let them go on their own little side job mission. And don't waste a whole episode on him either. Just give us, like, five minutes an episode, and that's all we need. Then we can move on, you know? Yeah, just touching base with them, and then they go on their way. And they go on their way, and we don't see them again until the next episode. We see another five minutes of, okay, they made it about two more miles. Okay, we're going to keep that going for the whole season. <laughs> you know? <laughs> we're going to see them for a total of two minutes. Exactly. There you go. And so, back to this episode. We get the funeral. Gregory's giving his little speech. You know he's got some ulterior motive. We already know. he's He's shaping that to be... Maggie's the big bad and she's done risk your family member's life for no reason and he was a good kid and blah blah blah. Have a couple shots of whiskey. Oh and then ooh you knew he was up to something too when he was like, Oh, here you go. Here's a bottle. Obviously yeah, he- the man was recovering. And then he's gonna offer to the wife. Now you know she probably was also the sin alcoholic too. She snatched that bottle up way too quick. She did. She Didn't started. She? Yeah. She started chugging. Chugging. Now, you had the nerve to say to the husband, oh, oh, no, no, no. But then you going to take the bottle? That's just wrong. Yeah, she was really bullying everyone. She was, no, she was bullying her husband. She oh, was. But, you episode. know, I, I can excuse that because her son just died. Definitely. And I, she doesn't have anything else. Yeah, I'd be salty, too. And then back at the sanctuary, I guess Rick decides he's going to make a little speech about we're going to help you out here. We're going to get this, this, and that. Daryl looking all salty. I was trying to figure out, okay, is Daryl irritated that Rick did that speech? Is he, you know, I know he, we know he doesn't want to be the leader over there anyway, but he did look a little irritated. Yeah, that was more than a little, many orders. That was long-term irritation. <laughs> Daryl does not want to be there. Yeah, and so it's, it's kind of like, did they kind of force him to be over there, or what? Sounds like it. Yeah, it seems like it, the way he's acting. And, like, maybe he thought he would do it for a short period of time, but now it's a year and a half later, and he's just like, I hate being here. I hate these people. This is where they, <laughs> you know, tormented me for weeks or months on end mm. and maybe listen to that goddamn song so yeah no he wants out of there well come on now you just said the gd word i'm gonna tell you like sister j come on now will uh-oh you're in trouble <laughs> now you in here you're in trouble <laughs> <laughs> but i know sometimes anyway i mean it's just like that. yeah anyway it is a salty place 
Yeah, I just didn't keep, I just didn't get this scene where, you know, Rick's trying to tell him, we can't let the sanctuary fail. And Daryl's trying, and I just didn't get why Rick wasn't getting it. Because Daryl's telling him, look, this is a fucking factory, man. This ain't nothing gonna grow over here. This ain't, this ain't gonna work. Even when Negan was here, it wasn't working. That's why he was snatching up from everybody else. It's the That's the only way thing. it works, is to take stuff from everybody else. Yep. The only thing they can grow there is corn. And Rick's looking like he's done get it. I'm thinking, Rick, come on. And Daryl's saying, just... look, we've done scavenge for gas. We've done pick this whole place dry. There is nowhere else to go to find stuff. Rick's like, we're going to make it work. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. And Daryl looks really annoyed. Rick just looked like he was eating up all the attention. Like he was just not listening to anything but the claps and the congratulations and I don't know. I think he was just really living in the moment of like, oh, I'm really great. Yeah, and uh, Michonne needles it no end later. Yeah, she does. The great Rick Grimes. Bless you, Rick Grimes. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you love what Daryl said? He said, when we were a small group working together we could do anything and i was like yes that's that's the best thing you said in three four seasons oh my yeah it's got to be pre-season six no i mean it's like i said it's going back to the claimers like that is the most visceral sort of collection of episodes the four of them out there figuring it out battling their way through Mm mm-hmm in a seemingly impossible situation and they did it in a realistic manner and they have all these other situations that they resolve totally unrealistically and stupidly. Yeah. It's like, well, you could have done it, but you would have needed to do this and they don't do it. But that was a scene where you're like, you know, they pulled it off. They did the sort of unbelievable scene and they just don't do that anymore. I will say, I honestly also liked the wolves. Um, now, that was a good battle. Of, some of it got a little ignorant, but that wolf section was really freaky and scary, I thought. Like, even the very beginning stages where they were just creeping up on Morgan, but then later, when all of a sudden they just attacked Alexandria, and you just saw, and Carol, remember when Carol was smoking? And she was looking out the window, and all of a sudden the lady got attacked? And, I mean, that was like, what the fuck is, what the hell? just happened that to me was good the way they did now that was like the highlight of season six some of carol's undercover stuff and some of the stuff that rick and and michelle when she cold cock ricked yeah i remember that part that was great he was crazy at that point he was crazy he just laid him out and said no sorry that's not working yeah but i'm saving you from you I think the scary part about the wolves, now that we're touching about that, is that they were pretty much insane. So you can't really rationalize or you can't really be one step ahead of a person that's completely gone mentally. Mm-hmm. I just felt that they were completely insane. At least with Negan, you can sort, he's a very smart guy and he's very calculated. So you kind of could maybe throw some politics in there and try to negotiate. But with the wolves, I thought that they were just completely gone. Yeah. yeah, Negan's got an end game. He's got something he's working towards, and he's trying to play these different people off each other. But the wolves are just, they're just out there for right this second. Mm-hmm. And so were the claimed guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they were even, yeah. They were gross. They were like, 
They had their they had their mini code. Like the wolves didn't even have a code other than we don't have a code. Mm-hmm. We kill and enjoy it right now. And the way that Negan came in, I mean, he he was just too much the opposite of those two different villains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, too you're right. Too much the other way where he explained himself way too damn much. So there's no mystery anymore to him. So it doesn't make him that scary. Oh, he's just a dude who likes to talk and bash people's heads in every once in a while to prove a point. Okay, we get it. Done. Done. We could have did that in three episodes. Bye. And, you know, we needed another, like, crazy, like, even the governor, even though he talked, you just really never knew what was going to, you kind of knew his his motivation, but even still, he was kind of mysterious about what was he really going to do and when, you know. And how he sort of broke with his daughter and... Yeah, and you saw his level of crazy with the heads in in the room. So there was some malevolence that you could see in that when they sort of, and even when they brought him back, you like, you sort of knew, but you could see it being sort of rebirthed within him as he sort of recalibrated himself and came back out as, you know, the governor the second time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even that was better. So I don't know how they're gonna. I just don't have a lot of hope because the same people that fucked it up are still there, you know, right, uh, making decisions on the show. Now, I don't want to break a sort of a spoiler on this, but do you want to talk about any of the original source material of possible things that might come forward out of that? Uh, no, because I think okay, I think they are going to go into some of that direction. Okay, that's from what fine. I've heard. So that would be kind of spoilerish. Yeah, I don't want to spoil. Okay. Good. Yeah, I think they they touched upon that point like earlier in the summer. They were talking about some possibilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been hinting on it online and stuff, but they I don't know if they've Decided been fully not. explicit on that. But I think Plus, we don't know what they'll actually do and how they'll actually do it. Right, and I think then we'll be caught up with the comics, right? Like I I, I think like once. If they decide to do the blank, I think we'll be caught up. So I don't know where the new material will be coming from. I don't know if it's a Game of Thrones situation where the show is going to have to take over the material or if there's going to be some sort of influence from the comics. I think they've already kind of taken, I think they've kind of already done that, but they kind of weave in and out from the comics. Yeah, I think they go back for some stuff because, I mean, lots of characters are, that are dead in the comics are alive in the show. Daryl's not even in the comics, so he's a completely different character. Mm-hmm. So, I don't mind that, but when you're yeah, no. writing this terrible, then you need to go back to something. So let's just go back to the comics and you take all your shit from there. <laughs> you know? but like I said, I thought some of the stuff they did in the sort of pre-season six... Um, or even parts of season six, you know, I, up until that point, I probably would have preferred the show to the comics. Mm-hmm. Even still, I prefer, you know, Rick Grimes and I think the Michonne of the TV show is more interesting than the comics. They do some stupid stuff that they don't do in, in the comics, but and maybe that's an issue with Gimple and, uh, you know, the creator. So I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I There's obviously got to be some, there's a little bit of testosterone going on between those two. Oh, obviously. I mean, with that guy, the Gimple dude. Uh-uh. <clears throat> and that's obviously something that hasn't come into Game of Thrones at all. Nah, I think 
Yeah. I mean, J.R. Martin, he's the man. These guys are doing it. Um, and they make no mistake. They make no apologies that they're changing things and that they're making decisions like that. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that they've done that because then they can take it where they want it to go. But when they would go off the rails, they at least listened and took feedback, apparently, because then they switched it and changed it around. That's what yeah. Walking Dead needs to do now. It just, you know, humble yourselves a little bit, change some shit up, go back to the basics. I don't know why these shows always try to change it up. Go back to your basics of why we fell in love with the show. And then you don't have to worry about what you're writing about. It's just going to come, you know, naturally. I just wonder how many more seasons can they actually get out of The Walking Dead? I mean, we're on the ninth season. It's almost the decade. It's just repetition of repetition, repetition. I think that, and I think also killer for the for the actual show is the fifteen episodes arc. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's just a lot of it's a lot of filler and a lot mm-hmm. of unnecessary dialogue and stupid situations that people get in. I think if well, but you know what? They they're just trying to make as much money as possible. The well, like you said, the episodes we don't care about, like when they go to Oceanside for a whole episode. Why would you do that? You Why? know, five, ten, you know, do maybe a couple, three minutes here, four minutes here, five minutes here. And the weird thing about of- everything else, it, it's kind of interesting with the whole time, unless it is the most killer place, which it's not, you know, but, where you can't I mean, get enough. Okay, if you want to do that, fine. But then... You don't go back there for a whole six, seven episodes. So you spend one whole episode at this place that we don't see again for six more episodes. So we don't give a shit about them chicks now. Even if we did like that episode, which we didn't because they did it fucked up. But you know what I'm saying? So if even if you had done that episode well, for you to not go back there for so long, then we definitely don't care about them people now because you haven't given us anything to care about. Why would you waste? I, I just don't get it. It's just a waste. Well, and the whole Oceanside thing is nuts because, like you say, they go there for an episode, then they show up several episodes later, take all their guns, and then they come back and say, hey, <laughs> why don't you help? come and help save us because yeah. the saviors are going and, and Aaron's going to sit in the woods and die until you show up. Right. Stupid. So I have a feeling in real life, Aaron would be dead. Oh, he would. And uh, Absolutely. Oceanside would be They're not showing up. Enid but, would be dead too because she killed the grandma. Oh yeah, I she's so dead. She would have been and, gone. And there's no reason to keep her around. No, although no she's in a wheelchair. You think that's funny? She's up in a wheelchair. Huh? We, we digress a slight bit, but just thinking about Enid, um, we got almost up to the scene where Maggie gets uh, has has the run in. She like she's in a oh, wheelchair yes, now. Yes, like, yes, yes. Enid's still wheelchair. Yeah, so let's go to it that. It's almost silly in a zombie apocalypse to be pushed around in a clunky, non-modern wheelchair. Well, but I mean, if you get hurt, what you going to do? I mean, there's no... I mean, if you uh, need to sit... You nope, got to sit your true ass enough. down. You got to sit your ass down. At but I, I'm just saying... She's not true. on the road, you know. <laughs> if you're going to be in a wheelchair, the, it best be while you're behind the doors and the walls of the hilltop or one of the other little communities, but... They have to argue with. But, yeah, so let's get to that. So they have the funeral. Gregory makes his little remarks that you know are laced with, you know, trying to turn the tides of, oh, we also find out throughout the whole course of this walk through the museum 
earlier that Maggie was elected to be the leader of Hilltop by the people of Hilltop. And so Gregory is salty about it, but he's playing nice. We know because she mentions, yeah, he he's, he's saying the right words, but I don't really trust his ass. So now we see Gregory's at this funeral. He makes a speech, talks about, talks to the husband and wife, gives them some alcohol the wife apparently gets drunk off her ass. The husband puts her ass to bed. But of course, there's some more alcohol sitting around. And then here comes Gregory, knock, 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 with a whole fresh bottle. I was like, oh, Lord. And he's talking to the husband. Of course, they get they drinking. Of course, he's filling the husband's head full of stuff. Obviously, to entice him to take Maggie out. So I was like, oh, no, this fool needs to D.I.E. today. Although I like Gregory as a villain, but he needs to go. He's a good villain. He is a good villain, isn't he? Now, that's one yeah. character they consistently write well. I mean, they stay true to his character. Exactly. He's just a weasel looking for his way out. Mm-hmm. He's just his way to the top. making his way through. So when, um, now, did anyone think it was strange that, first of all, First of all, I've always thought Hilltop was small as hell, but they made it look like it was full of all these different sides and turns and places. Like maybe they've expanded or something. But anyway, did you find it strange that Maggie was even out there with the baby like that at that late? I don't know why she was. Str- I, she just looked like she was struggling with that baby carriage over <laughs> the worst. Over the worst terrain. Wasn't there any sidewalk that she could go on? Yeah, and there's a lot really... of sidewalks in Hilltop. No, there's, it no. looks like it's all grass. She was just struggling, <laughs> pushing that. Did you see her? Her little yes. butt like sticking out. Poor little Herschel. He was <laughs> shaking baby syndrome. Oh, well, they need this. Sometimes go to sleep. They need to be jostled about. <laughs> but that could have given I mean, the It's been a few years since I had pain. to do that. But, uh, some neck pain or something, some that, whiplash. That is so true. She was struggling. Struggling with that stroller. Oh, gosh. I mean, the baby's small. I think she could have carried him. She wouldn't have to struggle with the baby carriage. And why would you in all that damn grass and rocks and shit? She just looked really funny. But the fact that she was out there at oh, all, I'm thinking, you couldn't have walked him earlier? Shouldn't he be in bed already? It's late, Maggie. Come on. Hey, if a kid's not ready to go to bed, kid's not ready to go to bed at that stage. Well, that's true. I mean, but still. He might have been a, he might have been in bed, but he might be up now. The kids will teach you the meaning of the word sleep deprived. <laughs> that's a good point. Now, not all of them get on a schedule and stay on a schedule, so that's true. But... So anyway, so she should have known. I mean, I, I mean, I knew immediately Gregory was up to something, up to something. He's well, that was that was a good bit of writing. Like, oh, I don't know, maybe something happened. I'm sure they didn't mean anything. Defacing Glenn's gravestone. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you won't run off there now, all alone. Right. I mean, how obvious. <laughs> but when this fool come jumping out the shadows knocking her and the baby carriage over i know oh. poor baby i was like damn poor little herschel and he i don't know I what know. they did to that baby that he was hollering for real like if they really knocked the baby over or pinched it or what <laughs> it hasn't been that long but 
normally you strap a baby in in that situation. Well, I'm just saying, doesn't would... doesn't work for TV. Like yeah. suspend your disbelief. But that was my first thought. I was like, well, he'd be strapped in, but okay. And then he's he's sitting up wailing. It's like he got ready. Okay, cue. Well, well, that was good because then other people came. Yeah. So it was good that he was hollering. I was Clocked thinking, Enid. Enid showed her value. Boom. Yeah, your girl Edith came to help her. What was Enid going to do? Shit, she couldn't do shit. He knocked her out quick. She bounced. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I wasn't sure why that would put her in a, you know, in a oh, wheelchair. Yeah. Like, big headache. Like, look at she hit her head. But anyway, she ends up in a wheelchair after that. It might that. be a precaution. They might be making her sit in that wheelchair so she's not exerting herself too much. And hilltop. Well, well I mean, who keeps her? Okay. I was just going to say that um, her the, the guy from the sanctuary came to her rescue. The guy with the, with the long hair, the singing guy. He came yeah. to rescue his girl. Mm-hmm. Well, he's always shadowing Maggie, so... Always. It's a wonder he wasn't there to help push the damn baby. Come on, Alden. What you doing? Mm -hmm. But I mean, that was a scramble. They was scrapping for real. I was like, um, Maggie is getting her ass whooped. She is. She got some licks in, though. She did. But thank goodness for Enid distracting them and the other dude coming up because... (laughs) <laughs> thank, thank goodness for the distraction of Edith getting uh, knocked out yeah. yeah yeah. we all need distractions sometimes but she knew right where to go after that <laughs> oh gosh she was stroller. that stroller that's stroller my name <laughs> she was oh goodness but anyway so yeah she they get control of well she first of all she Finally, like, knocks the dude. Find out it's the husband. And he's Big got shock. this hooded sweatshirt on, so he can't show his face. And I'm thinking, well, shit, what you hiding for, dude? And she immediately knows that, first of all, he's drunk, so she knows that. But she immediately knows it's Gregory that did it. So she goes to confront Gregory, blood dripping all down her throat, or, I mean, her head. Gregory jumps up. Looking all scared. I'm thinking now, if you're going to be this devious, why are you that scared? Acting all the time. He doesn't know what to do. He was reading a book and he was drinking beer. He was just waiting. Been, he was waiting for He's been drinking be whiskey. He was, he was waiting for his coronation. Yep, that's what he was doing. He was doing his, what do you call it, his alibi. He was just killing time. Killing time before he could go in and swoop in and save the day, supposedly. And he's like, oh, hi, Maggie. What are you doing here? <laughs> she should have just came in and smacked him one. I mean, for real. That would have been hilarious. That would have been funny as hell. But then he's going to try to stab her and don't even do that shit. Like she says. What's her line? You can't murder right? You can't kill nobody right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Now, what did y'all think about that final... Well, not the final, final scene, but the final scene with him, at least, where she has to um, show her justice, basically, with Gregory. I agree with her. I mean, this guy has been flipping back and forth, and he's just not reliable, and he's out for himself, and it's obvious. How do you go from helping? Well, 
I mean, wasn't he supposed to be working with Rick, Rick and them? And then he turned over to the sanctuary mm. and then he turned back to Maggie. I mean, he's he's definitely not a loyal person. You can't trust Blows him. with the wind. Mm-hmm. That's all about Gregory. Yep. And uh, and everybody knew that Gregory tried to take her out. So do you think she should have punished the husband too? Or was she a good to let him live? I, I think that was a shrewd move on her part. Because if she really wanted to go for blood, she would have killed him. But the fact that she showed it was about him and what he did. And that I think that lets him off a bit. The husband? Let's the husband off? Yeah, the hus- let the husband yeah. off. Because yeah. he's only doing it because he's drunk and he's grief struck. Maggie's been grief struck losing her dad, her sister, and her husband. Yeah. So, and she's obviously, they're portraying her as sort of shrewd leader. So that is a shrewd move. I mean, I think, I think she saw the opportunity to get rid of Gregory, this, this snake. Um, and she took it, you know, she said, this is my opportunity. It, I mean, she has good reason. He tried to kill her, Mm -hmm. but also just the fact of getting rid of your enemies and just cleaning house. Have they not learned enough with, you know, make, making friends with your enemies and then they betray you. So I think she just, she said enough is enough. I'm taking over. And, and he went after her when she was out with Herschel. Mm-hmm. I don't think we should underestimate that in her, her thing for Gregory. And maybe also reflectively looking back on why she might have gone easier on the husband losing a child. and Because all she's got is Herschel. That's a good point, too. Mm-hmm. Now, I wonder, do you think she's going to have him? I don't know if they still even have that little prison pin. She have oh, they're going to have it. I, I think we're going to find. Uh, but that's not at um, that's not at Hilltop. That's back at Alexandria. And I think uh, that's being housed by uh, a jeans challenged man known as Negan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we know Negan's in there. Do you think she'll put the husband in there? Or have no, I don't think so. Jail for him. I don't think she's going to. I think she's going to realize that he didn't really know. He was drunk, didn't know what he was doing, mm-hmm. was set up by Gregory, and that she can show mercy to him. And um, you know, Gregory had multiple chances. This guy blew it once, and you know, Maggie took a hit, but she knows that it was directed by Gregory. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, the mastermind was Gregory. I think also it's a good strat- strategy because it shows the the rest of the people in the community that, you know, she's a leader, but she still has a heart and, you know, there's still some humanity in her. Mm-hmm. Plus, I think that if she was to do something to the husband, the wife, which is dumb. I mean, think about it. She lost her son and she would lose oh, her yeah, husband. She freak out. She freak out and she had yeah. She would just start like this chaotic situation where people would turn against Maggie. And I think right now what they want is just to settle, keep settling down after the big war and to start building. Like they went to the museum and they started getting all these artifacts to help them plow. So I think right now their mode is let's start building. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's in the way, we're going to have to get rid of them. I think that's Maggie's point of view. So what did you think about um, Maggie telling Rick, I'm not going to do that, help y'all with the bridge, unless we get something in return. I'm not devoting any more people. So she obviously listened to the mother who had said, my son went out there to get a damn plow, and you ended up giving it over to the saviors. I also thought it was good that, yeah, that she did the, 
but did the touchback to when Rick told her early on when she went in to negotiate with Gregory, you know, maybe this is a good sort of, you know, circling back is that you told me I would be in charge, but I'm not in charge. You're in charge, mm-hmm. but she's in charge of Hilltop. So here's what I want, Rick. This is what you want. This is what I want. So I thought it's an interesting sort of differentiation between the characters of like, no, things are different here at Hilltop. And, you know, I also thought that the lead into that with him trying to get her to come back to Alexandria where Negan is, was just that, that was bad salesmanship, Rick. You're not a salesman. Why is he so that, busy trying to do that? He knows. Yeah. Like she says, he's got to separate the two. Yeah, she's not over it, Rick. And she had to go and tell you, and then you made your pitch to go help the saviors? Yeah. Yeah, she, her price went way up. You want it? Here's what it's going to cost you. Doesn't matter to Maggie. No. I and think she's she just... She doesn't need them. No, and she, he was trying to bribe her. Well, well Judith, he remembers you st- she remembers you, st- I don't know how, but she wants to see her Aunt Maggie. Well, then bring Judith over to me, honey, because I ain't going over there. I mean, she already has the life set up at Hilltop. I mean, she's obviously making this community grow and expand. She has the farming skills. She had also been um, working with that other lady from Alexandria to map out, you know, the farming land and just. So she's obviously doing something that that community didn't have before. So she took charge and mm-hmm. making it for the better. So why would you? take her out of that situation when she's actually okay so maggie wants to be there why are you going to take her out maggie's actually doing something good for the community why are you going to take her out Mm -hmm. daryl doesn't want to be at the sanctuary but you're keeping him there daryl's telling you we're not producing anything so why are you still going to keep him there it just doesn't make any sense why it seems like rick is not listening he's not listening to daryl and he's not listening to maggie I think part of it is Rick is a good war leader, but he's not a good peace leader. So that's just not his strength. And he's doing it to try to keep on to, or seemingly, to keep on to this sort of vision they gave Carl in, you know, his death episodes. Which weren't there as strongly before and didn't seem to ring as true. But, you know, that's what they put in the show. Because I think it's because of that last letter that Carl wrote saying you need to try to work it out get along make a uh-huh. pact or something and i think that's what rick is sticking to but nobody else is everybody's like no this ain't yeah. gonna work maggie's like nope no more i'm not doing it no more daryl's like i don't want to this shit ain't gonna work over here either and the only place where it could work is is at hilltop or at um the kingdom because that was already its own little place anyway yeah, they were they were self-sustaining. They were what kept you know their sort of overages, is what kept uh, you the know the sanctuary going. going. Yeah, that system just doesn't work. And them people in the sanctuary, they're gonna have to find a new place. Sorry, y'all, but the shit ain't gonna be growing over there. You know, and you can't expect everybody to give up their stuff for you unless you're producing something. Like if they had, like Maggie said, I need an equal trade. Then if you're producing oil over there or gas, then I'll trade you our fruit for the gas, or, you know, they can't expect to just give it up. I agree with Maggie, because look, what is a value in this new world? Um, Obviously not money, and obviously not 
the, the thing they have to do is barter. barter. So then, they, you know, you can give me something, I can give you something. She's just negotiating. She's being, mm-hmm. she's being shrewd. I think she's thinking ahead and she's saying, you know what, I'm not going to give you all this for nothing in return. I already lost one person and look what it got me. It almost got me killed. Yeah. And so she, finally she's, you know, sticking up for that to Rick. Well, I like that part. I did like that part because... It does make a lot of sense. That Olay made some sense. Why are we giving all this shit over to them? Don't make no sense to me. My son died for nothing. And I also feel like we've been following and everybody's been following Rick for what, eight seasons? And he's been the one taking all the responsibility and taking all the decisions. And I think that at this point, people just want to do their own thing. They don't want to follow him anymore. Because we sent crazy Rick a couple of times and it's not fun. <laughs> oh, it can be fun. It can, I was going to say, those are some of the fun episodes. <laughs> yeah, it could be fun. You don't have Crazy Rick. You don't get out of the claimers. It could be we, very Crazy fun. Rick. Crazy Rick has done it. Crazy, you know, he's definitely he dri- drives it forward. Um, crazy Rick talking on the phone. Yeah, no. Crazy yeah. Rick. I mean, he he yes, that part wasn't as fun but then when he gets his he always gets his crazy rick around the family or it used to be mm-hmm. crazy rick about Lori dying or crazy rick about carl almost getting you know what by the claimer people and well then, and what was gonna happen to everybody else and everybody they were yes. all going down. yeah and then um crazy rick didn't really show up during the negan thing because he couldn't because there's too many people but you know same kind of crazy rick stuff i like crazy rick but sometimes the normal calm rick is the one that gets him in trouble crazy the wannabe rick. farmer he went through his wannabe farmer stage on the yeah. farm and trying to figure some of that stuff out when they were at the uh prison and the truth. doesn't always work out for him and this isn't going to work out for him either no it's not is now, I mean, this, like you said, this is an establishing episode where they're trying to establish the fact that people ain't as happy as Rick is and Michonne are. They're happy because been, they're together, but not yeah. everybody's that happy. They're showing us a lot of cracks, and those cracks are going to get bigger in the next episode or two. Mm-hmm. But I got to say, I think it was nice that they had the scene with Rick and Michonne to show that, you know, when it's all away, they're still the couple that they are. Mm-hmm. Because they don't do much with that. I mean, they had their almost honeymoon in uh, the warehouse for the MREs. Yes, yes. But they just don't have many scenes. And, like, they're such – they're great actors. I mean, and they can just eat that stuff up. And they're great characters. They just don't do enough with that. <clears throat> so I thought that was nice to see them in action and them sort of off on their own reflecting back on – you know, all the stuff going on with their day and dealing with the saviors and the sort of the great Rick grinds. Yeah, that was funny. That was cute. Anyway, yeah. And that conversation they had where Rick was telling her about Daryl and she says, well, Daryl wouldn't say that unless there was something really wrong. He's like, yeah, but I think he's just, you know, going through something, whatever, whatever. She's like, nope, he would not say that unless there was something wrong with there. He wouldn't say it. So yep. you need to listen and pay attention. So I like the fact that he, they at least are showing him listening to her in those moments, you know? Yeah, no, she's the truth. Hopefully she won't have to knock him out again. Hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also nice to have somebody with, like, the voice of reason, you know, that 
someone who's being empathetic to their friends and paying attention to what's going on. Yeah. And it's obviously he, Go ahead. Rick's not paying attention. No, I was just going to say, I feel like Rick's not paying attention. I can't just keep thinking about him walking through the hallway of the sanctuary. He's like, yeah, that's me. That's the Rick. And I feel like he's just like, right now he's just basking in the glow of like being this badass, but he's not really paying attention to what, um, what really needs to be done. He's just like a little fame whore. See, I don't see him as basking in it. I think it's just something that he does naturally. But I do think that he's not paying attention for whatever reason because I think he's still dealing with the Carl being gone and he doesn't always see straight. He's so focused on this vision that Carl had with all of them getting along, all of them being, you know, working out their issues. You can't work shit out with people that just want to kill your ass. You can't. So... And when there's not enough to go around, that doesn't help either. Yes, that too. So I mean, it's designed to fail the way they have it set up with the sanctuary. Too many people there. Too many people. And he even is second-guessing himself. He says to Michelle while they're in the bed, do you think we should have just killed him? Meaning Negan. And I was saying, yes, you should have. Shit. But then he says, but none of that would have changed what happened today. And I said, well, that's true too. That shit still would have happened, but maybe to a lesser degree. So he's reflecting on it at least. Finally, after all these people have been telling your ass the shit ain't going to work, he's finally saying, oh, maybe this shit ain't going to work. <laughs> they have only been telling him that multiple times in the same day. <laughs> Rick, come on now. Time to move on. It's time to move on. Exactly. And I think there's a scene that we forgot to talk about earlier, which was after the museum, when they're before the wagon gets stuck, Carol and Ezekiel on the horse and her her telling him that, you know, she's so happy nothing really happened to him and he didn't get bit and him looking at her and just deciding to pop the question right then and there. What did y'all think about that scene? Oh, he's going to die. Oh, I don't mm-hmm. know about I don't know about that, but uh, I don't know. It's like they're playing on the Ezekiel's corny, sweet but corny. Um, I thought Carol's line about it getting stuck on stuff was good. Um, that was good. I liked know. her reaction to the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. She's obviously touched, but she's like, "Yeah, I don't deal with that now." And I told you not to, but you know, she's almost like naughty boy, you know. <laughs> I, just I told you like... not to do this, but you did it anyway. And she pretends to mind, but she doesn't really mind. The lady doth protest too much. It's sort of how I took it. I feel that Carol is one of those modern girls that she's like, you know what? We don't need to get married. Let's just hook up. You got your place. I got mine. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't think she wants any of that messy emotional because she's had that messy emotional situation where she gets attached to people and kids and men. And they just wind up dead, you know? But I think I mean, she does want it because uh, she's already yeah. in it. I just don't think she wants to make it official, official married. Like, yeah, I don't think she wants well, to. And her line of like, not when we're on a horse was great because it's like, I don't know. I mean, I screw up stuff all the time, but, you know, <laughs> we're on horses. Not now. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was, like, now, really? I was really? going to get it off like, all right, all right. 
And he got. He's like, okay, yeah, all right, we're on horses. Not the. T- he knows it's not the time. Mm-hmm. He couldn't help and himself I, though. You could see it in his face. Yeah. He couldn't help it. Man, he almost died. He he's an overactive. He's an overactive Fazbin. Come on, he loves the lines. It works. I thought it was. I thought it was actually one of the better bits. Mm-hmm. It was cute. It was cute. And I did like the way she was like, "Oh pff, no, I told you, don't be asking me that mess. It's gonna snag on shit." Like you said. <laughs> no. Uh-oh. She likes it. She like, She's you know. I want to know where he got the ring from. That's the question right there. Oh, they were in a. I don't know. They've been in museums. He could go just about anywhere. I think if he would have proposed to her with some sort of like some badass machine gun or something, she would have been like, oh, yes. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> uh, maybe. Maybe that's what she needed. Maybe like some well, sort of grenade th- thrower. Oh, gosh. What did you think about the conversation with Carol and Daryl on the docks of the sanctuary? Oh, that was good. You know, it's like, I don't know, it's like brother and sister friends. I mean, this whole line, and I think I did this earlier about, you know, well, I like him. He's corny. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, I know. But, you know, <laughs> and she talks about her first husband, you know, who would beat her and, you know, mm-hmm. be nasty to their daughter. So, you know, and then she's been through the zombie apocalypse. So, hey, you know, and he's the king. So, I mean, I, you know, I think she obviously, it shows that she's got a lot of affection for him. And it obviously has been a good 18 months. Yeah, apparently so. (laughs) Who knows how good, but anyway, good enough. Good enough. I liked it. I thought it was very, the the dialogue was pretty realistic and it was very easygoing and it was not manufactured. And it was just, um, I I just, you know, like between two friends that have been through so much, you don't really have to say too much. And it's Mm -hmm. like you totally get what the other person is saying. And at the same time, you've seen the other person lose so much that you're kind of happy for them. Yeah. I don't know if they still have that romantic vibe, but I think he's just happy for her because she looks happy. You know, there was a t- wasn't there a time when she just wanted to run away and yes. die and just... By herself. Yeah. She didn't want to be around people because she didn't want to see them die. Yeah, or have to kill them. Yeah, everyone died around Look her. at the flowers. Yep. Look at the flowers. That was a good um, few episodes, too. So, um, I like that scene, too. I, I I like their relationship together, and the fact that they didn't make it a sexual one or a romantic one is great. Daryl and Carol. No, they did a good job with it. Yeah, they did a great job. And they did one earlier when they were, I forget where it was, but they were in a big city, and they were basically at a place that Carol had been with her daughter when she'd run away from her first husband. And there was like a zombie mother and a zombie daughter in the room, and I think Daryl took care of them. But it was it was one of their sort of sort of big bonding moments mm. where they were able to sort of reflect together, and they've always had an interesting relationship. They have very close without sort of bridging into you know any sort of romantic um, relationship. Mm-hmm. They did a good job with that. Well, I think that thing that probably to me I appreciate about the relationship is that I'm assuming during something like this you lose you lose everyone that you know you lose your friends you lose your family you lo- you lose your partners so the few people that are left behind and you could actually get along with become everything to you Be- they become your friend they become your aunt because I also feel like there's some sort of like aunt and nephew type of relationship between the two of them like an older sister and like a younger brother. Mm. So I feel like 
to them both, there are a lot of different things in one. But I also feel that because of the fact that maybe Daryl, I think he hinted at this, that he was um, tortured, not tortured, uh, he was traumatized by his father. I think he lacks that connection with people. So I think he's he wants to be close to people, especially to Carol, because they've been through a lot together. But at the same time, he pulls back because of his past experience. Mm. That could be, that's a good theory. That's a really good Well, that, he obviously, I mean, he talks about the sort of, their, how their dad was abusive and his brother would beat him up and obviously he had a very sort of rough childhood. It made that very clear through the different episodes, but he's managed to survive it. Yeah, he's a survivor on that front. Him and Merle had a couple conversations like that too, back when Merle was still there and escaping the father that they had and... Daryl got left and had to deal with it after Merle moved away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think about in their conversation that Carol says she wants to take over for Daryl? She wants to take over the sanctuary and run it for a while. But Ezekiel doesn't know yet. <laughs> well, I thought I mean, that's what good friends are for. <laughs> She's like, I know what you need and you don't know and you don't ask for it. And I'm not going to ask you. I'm telling you. I'm taking over. You go away. Mm. Ezekiel will get over it because I'll tell him to get over it. Yeah. He's obviously smitten as hell. So he's going to do whatever Carol tells him to do <laughs> within reason. And that's within reason. So, I mean, I think it's she knows he needs out. And because um, she can see he doesn't need to be there and it's literally killing him. Yeah, so happy. Um, I, I thought that was sort of a good part. And, you know, it. it it's a good character development, and it moves the, the plot forward in a realistic way. It does. I kind of like. I kind of like that too. Although I kept thinking, "Oh, what's Ezekiel gonna say?" It's <laughs> not gonna be. A, he's not gonna like it. Well, well he, he knows it. Carol, right? I mean, look at the way Carol. He, he she was always running away from him. So I think he. I think he's aware of her her um her personality and just. You can't control her. No, you can't. And I think, I think he's sorry. I was just gonna say. I think part. I think that's what he likes about her. She's not that she's wild, but I think he just likes the the fact that he can't control her. I mean, unlike you know his people, where he's king and they do as he says, and there's really no democracy apparently in this little town. But with her, it's like she's a challenge, and I think he likes that. So I kind of like that scene too. And then the next day we see her and him saying goodbyes as he leaves to go back to the kingdom with Jerry. 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 I like Jerry. You give Jerry some more good lines. You didn't get enough good lines. He's got yeah. great delivery. He does. That was I like seeing them right off. The little buddy. The sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Carol whipped that place into shape. But oh, people are going to be protesting as they don't get no more food from Maggie. So they're going to have to come up with something. Well, they're going to go do some very unpleasant work. Well, you can't be sitting around on your butt waiting for people to feed you. you got to do it yourself. Yeah. But like Daryl said, they've already scavenged everywhere they could scavenge. There ain't nothing else to do scavenge. So they do something. So I'm hoping that sets up for them all to go like in different directions, maybe. And actually be out on the road doing a lot of this stuff. 
Well, they are setting up a bit with talking about how long it'll take to get from place to place without gasoline. Because they got to go on horseback, so you'll be able to... And hopefully they won't do all these solo shows that they seem to like to do sometimes. Oh, I hope not either. Because <clears throat> those just don't get that interesting. And even the good ones aren't that great. Or the better ones aren't that great. Mm-hmm. Was the first one like when they did the Morgan one? When, you know, we went back with the cheesemaker and the goat. Yeah. Oh, my God, the goat guy. The cheese guy. What was the goat's name? He had a name. I don't remember. Yeah, the goat had a name. Her name, it was a girl. Um, Matilda? No, no, no. I'll think of it probably at three in the morning. And I'll be like, that's it. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Tabitha. Wasn't it Tabitha? Shit. I don't know. I got to say, I don't recall. Okay. I'm happy to go with Tabitha, though. Penelope? Although I like Matilda better. Yeah, I'll have to look it up. I remember when the goat died. We were like, we like the goat the best out of that whole movie. <laughs> the whole episode. Yeah. It's Tabitha. Tabitha. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I knew that rang a bell. Up. Okay. <laughs> and then, oh, real quick, too, we I left out um, when Maggie is uh, signaling Daryl to um, hit the horse so that Gregory is hanged. Two kids come up on the field, and Michonne oh, yeah. tries to stop her, and Rick holds her back. Yeah, what did y'all think I, about that? I thought Michonne should have yelled, "They're kids." I'm like, why did you? Why did you yell instead of "Stop"? Why did you yell, "There are kids"? Like that seemed like exactly. that would be more effective. Like, stop. Well, I'm not stopping. Gregory's got to go. <laughs> but if there's little kids here, like that, I don't know. I just that was my initial sort of thought when I watched that scene. Um, I was also a little confused by her, what was, you know, her objective. Was she really trying to save another human's life? Or was she trying to spare the kids from getting traumatized? I think it's it was a little hard to read. I thought it was the second. I don't, because I don't, she would have said something before yeah. if she didn't want yeah, I him agree. to die. Like, I don't think she had a problem with him going, but not in front of the kids. Especially given all the time she's spending um, with baby Judith or toddler Judith. I don't right. think she really agreed with them killing Gregory, but she knows that it, Maggie's it's Maggie's choice. Mm-hmm. I think Michonne would have been more under the lines of let's make this, let's put him into a jail, let's have a try, you know, because she was looking at that constitution and everything. So I feel like some of her would have probably wanted it to work differently. But Well, she put that in the charter. Yeah. <laughs> Well, she's she's gonna have to do that in in Alexandria where she lives and where she has some sort of influence over the leader, but she can't really do that in the hilltop where you know it's not really it's, it's she's not in charge of that. So she no. can't really I think that's her point is she's trying to get an agreement that this is how they treat each other sort of across the different communities and that they, they have an agreement not I I think you know, obviously it's not 100% clear, but my impression is she wants the charter for all the different communities to agree to. Right, but she then she should sort of lead by by inspiration because I believe there was a point in The Walking Dead where they actually started having, like, people, like, more input from other people, like, more of a government. I can't remember. But if that's what she wants, maybe that's what she should start implementing in her own back yard you know do it first 
and then show others how, because I think that once you get people, in, especially such a small community, so we're talking about, you know, the people that are left are very small amounts. So get them excited, get them involved. Because usually when people are involved, they're more enthusiastic. So maybe you should get Maggie inspired. I say you leave. I don't think she's going to. Go ahead. I was going to say, I say you leave Maggie at Hilltop and you guys go. And you start the wander, walk about, whatever we call it. To find the helicopter, to find another government building, something. Do something. And we we haven't talked about the one main storyline that we still haven't had a follow-up on, which is that old lady they met last season who gave them all those plans to make the windmill and the lakes and, the, and plant the yeah. veggies and shit. We haven't seen her. In one of the uh, montages, they did show the book on a table. Yes. And talking about the rebuilding and going to the past to build the future. Yep. Um, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't see anything about the actual actress sort of resigning to do more episodes. So I don't know if she's coming back. But I mean, I think they were sort of setting it up, and that's why they were going to get the canoe and to get the um, the wagon and the plow. Um, well, I mean, obviously, if this lady has the time and the resources to go around on a van and just offer free advice for civilization. She's probably, she probably has um, a base where everything is taken care of, you know, because you can't live off of a van. You have to have some sort of, you know, you need food and you need water and they look like they were clean. So obviously they have, they have a community going. So why not? And they didn't, go out to help people we don't really know that lady's motivation either because remember they took them at gunpoint they they um, yeah grabbed her at gunpoint and then later she decides to give them that information so i don't know well, here's if, she my, would have read, if she would have done that without here's my crazy theory they have an underground base that they come out of and they've got all the supplies they need down there including a big printer and that's how she can print those things <laughs> off. And they got lots of gasoline. <laughs> Everybody got a lot of gas and a lot of bullets. There you go. They just show up. Yeah, they got bullets. Mm-hmm. They got clean clothes. And they're ready to go. And they're VW Bear. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think they set that up. And they could bring that what thing back with anything. But well, I think that would be kind of cool if there's an underground base. Air Force missile base or something. Do you think she's related to the uh, helicopter or two different things? Or do you think it's from the same location? That's a good question. Um, I would think it's different, but I'm not sure. I would think it's different too, but it would make sense if they were together, if they were the same. And she just tackles things from a different way. And they are on helicopter. I mean, I don't get... Why the helicopter was coming for, um, what's her name? What is her Jadis. name? Jadis. Jadis, thank you. This. She actually gave her actual name in the episode, but I, remember, I, don't, I don't think I wrote it down. Um, it but, wasn't interesting. But it, the helicopter seems to be linked to her. And the people that are out with the plans and everything, they don't seem linked to her at all. That's why I think it's separate, not mm-hmm. the fact that it would make sense for them to be linked. Because on the outside it would, but 
the actual link between the actual characters in the show don't seem to be there. So the garbage lady is connected to the helicopter. Yeah, it would appear so. Yes, because in one of them, she packed all her bags. She didn't she have Started a satellite phone or something? She had a uh, walkie-talkie. She had something. But she says, and and they, to- I guess there's a certain time that they know to come and look for her. And apparently she was late getting out there because the flare, she was supposed to put a flare out and the flare, mm-hmm. um, Negan, somehow she dropped the flare. I forget if Negan pushed it out of her hand or whatever because he was supposedly tied up. And she went to go get another flare. But by the time she did, the helicopter had come and was like leaving. So we don't know the significance of that. Because it was low enough to where it could have seen her waving. So if she had connections to this other group of people that actually have still have technology why would she choose to live in a dump why would she choose to live in the garbage dump that's the question of the day yeah maybe there's more to the dump than we know maybe that was the cover that she had they would always be able to find it that's a good question because even when she went to um alexandria didn't she say oh this is what i've been missing or something so, obviously, she doesn't have to live in the dump, no. especially if she has connections. Yeah, and we don't know what they are and who they are and how. And she had that little boxcar all pristine and cared for. So, it's like a real disconnect from who we had been shown her to be or we had who they had shown us she was. And she talks like a normal human being now. And yeah, all of a sudden, her vocabulary came back. <laughs> she remembered. <laughs> she remembered just from that that episode alone. Yeah. So, so what did y'all think overall on the episode? The first episode back after a couple of seasons of crazy with Angela King. Yeah. Um, I think it's promising. Yeah, it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that there's less sort of boneheaded moves. I don't. That's true. I, I mean, like, obviously Gimple made some ego-driven decisions by making major changes to the series, like getting rid of Carl that don't seem to make any sense. And Mm -hmm. either from the show's perspective or what the sort of the actor is willing to do. And all it seemed to do was make it easier for Andy Lincoln to leave the series, for Denai Guria to be less sort of, you know, she's obviously less involved in the show as well because, you know, like, Carl was essentially their kid on the show, and it, yep. you know they'd been working with him for years. Obviously, Andy Lincoln a little longer, but only by what two years, year and a half. Years, yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, I, th- I think it's an improvement. One thing I thought that was interesting from the, the Talking Dead is she talked about they're talking about you know Andy Lincoln leaving, and like I think he's sort of the linchpin of the series. I don't, like I said, I think it could go on with Adam. They'd have to make some major changes. And she sort of seemed to brush it off and all say it's just an ensemble cast. It is, but it's really driven by a couple of the key characters. And they've already gotten rid of Carl. They're going to lose him. They're going to lose Maggie, who I think is very important, yep. but not as critical as, you know, Rick, Michonne, and Daryl. She's like on sort of the next next level. And on some of those people, they've gotten rid of Glenn and some of the other, you know, the ginger and some of the more interesting characters. And we're left with some of the less interesting characters. Right. Big Abe. Big Abe. 
Well, they always have um, Father Gabriel. Ah. Twix. No. Yeah, he's a couple levels outside. Just kidding. He's going to be dead <laughs> <soon>. I hope. <laughs> is he fully blind or is he half blind? No, it's just one eye. Oh, see, that's, well, that's... And they seem to sort of set it up that he could get his vision back and it wouldn't be a big deal. That's from that mysterious fever he had that miraculously broke itself. Yeah. Last season. Yeah. And the other doctor died. That was a weird episode, too. That was. Well, maybe he's the, um, I don't know, maybe he's the key to, you know, the zombie virus. Maybe he's going to be the one that takes these people out of the desert. I don't know. That would be nice. I Now, I will say on this episode, I was rolling my eyes a lot. I was talking shit to my TV a lot. But it wasn't as bad as the last season's episodes were. It does have potential to do better. I just don't have a lot of confidence that they're going to do better. Because I don't feel like the I feel like the people that are still on the show working behind the scenes were the same people that were there before and never spoke up or changed. You know, they weren't able to change it enough to fix it. So I'm not really sure they'll be able to do that now either. Well, I'm going to look on a positive spin on this. I'm going to think that Angela Kang is one of those people that you know from work that says, how do I not have this guy's job? I could do so much better. Mm-hmm. And maybe he's far enough up that she can make some of those changes. Maybe she won't do those one-off episodes with characters we don't really care about. You know, and maybe she'll keep it where we're sort of going between the different groups and sort of keeping it interesting. Maybe she'll make some big changes with Daryl and a couple of the other characters that'll be around that'll make it more interesting. Supposedly she met with Denai Guri and that Michonne's going to be have some more interesting stuff. She seemed to have, she seemed to be bet. It seemed like her character was better this episode than she's been for the most part and more true to Michonne. I agree with that. So, and I thought those were all positive things, whether it's sort of giving Rick a bad time in private or looking and seeing things going on or, you know, being maternal to Judith and sort of, you know, being the mom. Mm. Like, I thought those were all good things. And, Slicing and dicing as only she can. Yes, of course. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, so I think those. I, I think those are some positives. Um, she may have drunk a bit of the. You know, we've got this covered Kool Aid. Speaking of Angela Kang, but you know, I think yeah. it's definitely going to be better than it's been for the last two seasons. I think six was pretty uneven and had some good moments and some bad moments. Um, I'm hopeful. I hope that that's true. Hopefully they do. They're able. She's able to turn it around and make changes and kind of get us back to the core group again. And I really feel like if they can get to to back to that core group and then have a mission that they're going towards, then that would really it would stand. You know, it would be able to stand up and keep going for maybe a couple more seasons. But if they keep doing what they've been doing, it's not going to work. Well, I have a prediction about the seasons. I feel that since the major player, Rick, is leaving, 
they're going to test it out and see how the season goes, especially because they have a new showrunner who's been around. Mm-hmm. They're going to see if they can play up Daryl. They can, And I can't see... Okay, so you guys disagreed with me with Carol. I mean, she's a good um, supporting actress and supporting character. I just don't know what female... Oh, well, I guess Michonne. But I feel that Michonne... I feel that Denai has better things out there for her, like movies or Broadway shows or just expanding herself as a you know as an artist so i don't know if she's gonna stick around for too long but i feel like they're gonna test it out see how the season goes and then they're gonna start wrapping it up for next season because i feel like people are gonna lose interest because rick is gonna be gone i think people are gonna watch because they're curious to see how he's gonna go whether it's a bite whether it's negan whether it's some he tripped over and he fell on his head (laughs) and and then i think (laughs) I don't know. How can you kill Rick off? I mean, what kind of a death is going to be sufficient to make us all happy? You know, give him a satisfying death. Somebody, you know, that we cared and we, we've been around for, what, nine years? It's got to be fighting to defend his family. That's the only way it would be make sense. Right. He has to die fighting and he has to do it defending his family. Whether that means he gets bit or he, you know, gets if there's another battle with the saviors or with Negan, but to me, the only thing that will make sense for Rick and to be a benefit or a, a good send off would be in a blaze of glory. Like he's been since the beginning, his whole character started out with trying to find his family and then helping to keep his family safe. And then they fell off of that throughout some of the different seasons and that's when Rick is the best is when he's doing what he's supposed to be doing the most, which is making sure his family is safe from whatever the situation. So when he's pushed to the edge mm-hmm. and uh, you know, what he sort of basically falls off and figures out how to get out of it. Um, I think that would be cool. I also think almost walking off into the sunset, it doesn't make any sense given that he's got Michonne there. So that probably won't work. Like going out in a blaze of glory, um, not quite sure what that is. Um, but it, it would almost be cool if I set it up that there was a way that he could come back that you don't know for sure what happened. Oh. Just to keep the sort of... No, and not that they bring him back in like three episodes. I'm not suggesting like Glenn kind of death. But there could be something that would be beyond his control. But we don't know for sure what happened. Nah, I don't think they Especially can... if they're planning on going. I don't. I mean, I don't. I, I don't think it'll work because I don't think Andy Lincoln has any interest in coming back. Yeah. Although he's talked about directing an episode, right? Um, but I think that they could come up with a good way for him to basically, like you say, go out in some form of blaze of glory. Maybe take over the helicopter or. <laughs> you know. But also, I mean, they can really thin out the cast if there's a sort of a war between the different communities. Yes, that's what we were waiting for. And if there's for. not enough to sustain them. That damn war we had in the finale of last season was nothing. Everybody yeah. lived. I'm like, what kind of war uh, is this? You know, I, I mean, you, you heard my feedback from last season. I mean, I went off on all the sort of the battle scenes. And, like, they just did a terrible job with all that. We're, we're going to mysteriously shoot everybody and nobody knows what's going on. It's just, it's ludicrous. Um, it was just dumb they're much to have better that in, many people still be alive that we, you know, they could have gotten rid of half their people from that alone. 
Yeah, their best big battle was when they took over the satellite, the Savior satellite. That was that was. I mean, and that was a pretty big battle. But I think that was the best of the ones that they did. The other ones are just. They don't seem to really have what it takes to pull off a battle like that. I mean, I mean, like Game of Thrones pulls it off amazingly. You watch those battle scenes, like you're not going, "Oh, well, that's not realistic. That's ridiculous." <laughs> like those are insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like those are movie quality, like yep. top rank, a list movie quality battle scenes. I mean, the Battle of the Bastards. Oh yeah, that was awesome. I mean, that was crazy. <laughs> and they had all kinds of different strategies going on in that battle um but you know so it's possible it's certainly doable well i think also you require a big budget for those and i feel that amc just doesn't want to they they don't want to invest the money the profits that they're making into making the show better better quality so they feel that if they can just give the audience some sort of half-assed battle that we're going to be happy with it because we do keep the satellite battle was good most of us the satellite battle was good that was realistically done i mean or pretty realistically done somewhat one of the few certainly compared to you know like you say the the finale of last season where everybody shoots in the air and everybody falls down that was really silly it's there's been a lot of silliness they have to make rick's last whatever epic in and I, when I say epic in their way which is really not going to be epic it's just going to be okay decent because they just don't know how to do that anymore apparently but they gotta have him they can't have him go out like a punk they gotta have him going out like the Rick boss that he's been or supposed to be and then they have to show those characters have that have that impact they can't just push that away and not show that from him being gone because he's such he touches all of those characters well so Lauren is definitely leaving right Maggie she's also leaving within the season yeah she's got another show although supposedly they think that they might be able to keep her on a few shows and sort of go between the two um, filming but But Lincoln wants to leave because he wants to spend time with his family. I guess when the show started, one of his kids had just been born. So, you know, that's nine years down. And, you know, they stay they stay in the UK and he goes to uh, Georgia. Right. I mean, it's far. You don't want to transplant your family all the time, twice a year. I don't blame him. It's been a long, I mean, it's been eight, nine now, long years. And especially if you don't agree with how the, sh- I don't know if this is true or not, but if you don't, I mean, they can't be happy. This, the show that they started out with has turned into this shit either. They can't. I can't see them being happy with that. Those little side characters are probably ecstatic because they got a job. But we don't <laughs> give a shit about those people anyway. But I mean, the core left originals, they cannot be happy with how the show's gone. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame him. I wouldn't leave my family for months on end for that bullshit either. And I think he's just tired, bored. You know? Yeah, he's probably just bored from playing the same crazy Rick, the so, boring farmer Rick. I yeah. think with the Maggie exit though, they can, they're gonna need to do that in a different way. They can't just kill her off. But what they can do is do like we were talking about: is have her say at Hilltop, and the rest of the people move. Or go somewhere else, and then you don't have to show her again. And maybe if she's got time, you can show her. 
you know, as she has time to film, but, you know, you don't have to kill that character all the way off. I mean, who wants to go to Hill? Who wants to go to Hilltop anyway? Nobody. Come on now. That tea tiny <laughs> place. So if you could go to the kingdom with all that sprawling area or Hilltop, which would you go to? I'd be you at the, the kingdom. kingdom. Yeah. Because they had their shit was working before it got tore up by the saviors. Yeah, they really did. They, they had nice. roots. They had karate class. They had um, they had school for the kids. I mean, come they on. had pies. They had pie. They had pumpkin or what? Wait, no, watermelons. What was that? Yeah, watermelons. Oh, right. Yeah, the watermelons. With the little weevils. But I mean, still they were growing yeah. stuff. They just need some pesticides or something. But they was growing stuff, so they know that they can be they can sustain themselves over there. It'll be interesting to see. I'm I'm intrigued to see the ep- the rest of the season, but I'm not holding my breath that I'll be blown away by anything. Definitely I mean, want to see. Definitely want to see the Rick Grimes exit and how that how that goes down. And you know, I mean, battle between all the different groups. Yeah. You know, because they never really had the battle last time, I and mean, they had a couple of wipeout scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you know, they had a few sort of small battles, like Carol in that one place where they had the gun set up. She killed yeah. what six guys or something, and yeah. then but they got away with the machine gun. Yeah, they had a lot of little things like that. That was kind of nice, except it was like really all of them died except for one person. <laughs> but yeah, well, I mean, I want to have more of faith in Angela and what she's bringing, but I also feel a little bit gloomy because uh, what's his name? <laughs> Gimple. Gimp- no, wait, but. Sister J had a specific uh, Gimpy name. is what she called it. Gimpy, Gimpy, yeah. She may have had a few adjectives around it, but Gimpy. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just don't trust Gimpy, and you know he's in charge of now the entire Walking Dead franchise. I, I, I don't know. I don't have much trust in him. He's further away from the final product, but he's still there, and so are all he's those all those executive people. Even though they, she's running it, they, she starts to sh- uh, run it by them. Exactly. You know, they got questionable decision-making skills, we see. We already know. <laughs> they she's sending them a fait accompli. I don't think they're involved in the creation. I think they're just doing the editing. Which is everything at that point, too. Well, As we I, see, because they, if, they don't, if you don't edit it right, like that damn bite of that kid, then oh, it yeah. all looks fake. Or that glass breaking floor, you know? Yeah. That was well, a little hard we'll to believe. Be watching for the first half of the season. <laughs> That's all. Oh, I'm... until Riggs die. Yeah. And I think, well, I don't know what episode is supposed to. I think I've heard rumors about what episode it's going to be, but. It's supposed to be episode nine, but they haven't confirmed that. It's supposed to be the first episode, which would make sense that you do he would film that and then go back. But so we'll see. Well, we did have some e- some feedback, and I mean a little bit of feedback from the Sister Speak Nation on this episode. So first off, we gonna clown y'all now. Everybody been asking about: Are we gonna podcast? Are we gonna do the podcast this season? Ain't nobody but three of y'all sent in some feedback. What's up? 
What's up, nation? Come on, nation. Come on now. Tisk 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 tisk. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna. Um, we have uh, a voicemail, and I think we're gonna do the voicemail first. Will, do you want to introduce this voicemail? Uh, this voicemail comes from Ellie from Sea Town. Ellie and, from Sea Town. Uh, yeah, she definitely wanted in on on uh, on this podcast. So I said, I tell you what, uh, and she she worked hard on it. So here it is. Hi, Sister Kay. This is Ellie from Sea Town, and I'm going to share a story with you from Camp Orkila. One night we did skits by the fire, and ours was a sleepover skit. I was the British mother. And I have to say, I did really well at that <laughs> British mother job. That's so great. what happened was, I said they had to watch Frozen. And they were like, okay, fine, watch Frozen. So they started to watch it, and they did not like it. And <clears throat> so they went and they searched for the walk for a disc. They found The Walking Dead. They were like, ooh, what's The Walking Dead? Let's watch it. So they watched The Walking Dead. <clears throat> and then I came in and said, how's Frozen going, girls? And they're like, oh, it's so great, it's so funny and everything. And I suspected nothing. And so I'm like, okay, girls, well, you better, you better keep going with it because it's, it's almost 8.30. So they're like, can we paint our nails, please, Mommy, please? And so I said, you know what, fine, since you're having a sleepover, you can paint your nails. <laughs> so they were like, okay. And so... I came in at nine. I came in and I heard somebody saying, 911! It's an emergency! Ah! And I was like, What's the emergency, girls? And it was, and Willow was like, I broke my nail! Oh my god! And I'm like, That's not an emergency. Go back to doing your stuff. And then I saw splotch on my rug. And they oh, had spilled. No. <sighs> They had spilled nail polish all over my great great aunt's rug, and I was, oh, shit. I was heartbroken. Anyway, I got over it. I said, "You have twenty more minutes to watch TV, and then it will be nine fifty-nine." And so I said, and then I came in at nine fifty-nine, and I said, "It's nine fifty-nine, girls. It's time to go to bed immediately. You better be asleep in one minute, because I promised your parents you'd be in bed by ten. So anyway, they they pretended to go to sleep. And then at one o'clock, I came in, and I was like. Oh my god, girls, what are you doing? You're not supposed to be up at one in the morning. It's one in the morning. I promised your parents to be in bed by ten, okay? Go to sleep now. And then they they went to sleep. The second time. They obviously played me twice and I was sad. Anyway. I came in at three o'clock in the morning, shrieking. Girls, what are you doing up in the morning? You got to go to bed. And then, and I was shrieking, and I drawn in red pen all over my face, and it was hard to get it out after. But anyway, back to play. And so they were like so scared of me because I was screaming so loud, and they're like, "Mommy, mommy!" And they said I looked like I was from The Walking Dead, and I'm like, "You watched The Walking Dead?" And then we kind of left the stage. So thank you. Goodbye. Oh, <laughs> So she was all about the mombi. The mombi, mombi. The mombi, it's the mombi. So her teacher told us about it and said it was, they had the whole place in hysterics screaming about the mombi. Oh my gosh. Anyway, she she tried to tell the story, then she told me I had to leave the room. 
And so she recorded it on her own. Oh, of course, Dad. You can't be in there while. Yeah, Dad, you gotta go. Yeah, you gotta so. go. I have to work in private. Come on now. So, Serious. So off she I went. Is so cute. Thank you, Ellie, for that. That is so cute. And you have a really good British accent. I need yes, to take lessons does. from her. As you know, yeah. if you listen to our, um, when we used to do Big Brother UK, we all used to try to have our British accents, and none of us sounded right at all. So <laughs> she does an yeah. awesome job. My wife's British, and my in-laws are Scottish, so the kids are always oh, going. Oh, no wonder. She's pretty good. My son's even better at doing the accents, so it's a lot of fun. Does your wife still cool. have an accent? She does. Oh, that makes it easy. Yeah, well, That's she was, the secret. That's the secret. Yeah, she lived in England, and everybody thought she had an accent because she had a bit of Scottish twang, so mm-hmm. people always think she's got a, an accent. That's cute. Oh, Ellie sounds really cute. She's a lot of fun. I bet. Sounds like a fun little program they have too. No, it's definitely it's like definitely a good good setup. Thank you so much, Ellie, for that. That's cute, Mombi. That's <laughs> very cute. Okay, our next piece of feedback is from Jeff. Hey Jeff. Hey Jeff. Hi Jeff. Hello, sisters and fam. It's been a while. Number one, I thought we were going to get a full body bite mark checking scene for King Daddy, but he fell into that walker pit, but nope. Oh, well, maybe next time. You want him to get bit, Jeff? I thought you liked King Daddy. (laughs) Number two, haven't these people ever played Oregon Trail? (laughs) Dragging a wagon down a dirt road never works out. (laughs) Number three. The young guy who, who was bit had a longer goodbye slash funeral scene than 80% of the other people that have died on this show, including, yes, he did, didn't he? Say it, Jeff. Including Beth, Glenn, T-Dog, Sasha, Abe, Dale, Sophia, and probably even Lori. What's up with that? Bitch even got a song. <laughs> Have it, have we even seen him before? No, I don't think we've no. ever seen him. Oh my gosh. That is so true though. Did any of them get a funeral? I don't think so. I don't think so. No. All we saw was um people digging in the dirt and putting like the little um rocks around the graves and stuff. That's it. Number four, ding dong, the witch is dead. Bye, Gregory. You won't be missed. Well, that's it for me. I enjoyed this episode. Hopefully, the season will stay on point and not trail off like the past couple have done. Sir Jeff Grimes of House Bailet. Well, I mean Clegane. Oh, well. <laughs> he switched over. He well, there's no over. House Baelish left. Nope, you're right about that. There really never was a House Baelish, if we're honest. He just kind of made it up. Right. It was just little finger and his little fingers, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. You know what? That is so true. That little fool had a very long funeral, a whole production. None of our key people have ever had that. Even had grieving parents. Grieving parents? Yes. Half the time we don't know people are sad behind any of these deaths. We don't even know his name, do we? Did he have a name? I'm sure he he did. I didn't know his name. You know, he's IMDb it. 
Nah. The horse kid. The horse kid. Yep. The, sh- the horseshoe kid. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. Okay, and our last piece of feedback for this episode is from Shalita. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. All right, Shalita from Philly. Yes. Her subject line is The Walking Dead Season 9 Premiere, or is it Season 8? I-D-G-A-F. I don't give a fuck. It's too many damn seasons. Anywho, here's my feedback. Hey, Sister K, guest host, and Sister Speak family. So this show is back. A lot of my friends straight up forgot it was on. (laughs) Maybe that's what happened. That's why our feedback is. Everybody forgot. It wasn't a bad episode, but it's just difficult to get enthusiastic about this show anymore. Now I'm just watching to see Rick's exit. That's it. Can't wait to hear the podcast. Until next time, Shalita. And she does have a little um, voicemail. Hey, Sister K. And I have no idea who your guest hosts are this week, but this is Shalita from Philly. It's after midnight, and I realize I didn't leave my feedback for the Walking Dead premiere. So, here's my feedback. Don't fuck with Maggie. (laughs) We got some Rick Schoen loving in there. Is that a new Judith? Because I swear they de-age her every year. (sighs) What are you going to do? And then, how cute is baby Herschel? Other than his name, which is kind of eh, but he's adorable. <laughs> I just want to squish his little cheeks. But, um, that's pretty much it. Gregory got got. It's about yep. damn time. Yep. And some red shirt dude got killed, which I'm like, what's the point? What is the point? Because <laughs> we ain't know who he was, and we ain't care. We just knew he was going to die. And Carol and Zeke are together, so that's interesting. Um, dying to hear you guys' thoughts on this, so can't wait to hear that. Take care. Bye. Oh, thank you, Shalita. Thanks, Shalita. Thanks, Shalita. I agree. The little dude, we didn't know who the hell he was, but he sure did get a lot of screen time on that. And it's, But I think it was because they, they, even though we didn't know who he was, they had to do that scene in order for the whole Gregory story to come through him plotting against Maggie getting caught and her putting her foot down. Now she's changing how she's going to work with the other communities. And so that's going to cause some issues. I think that's why they had to do that and have that boy die. What do y'all think? I agree. It was kind of like a cheap way to get the, the plot moving, but what happens now? So Maggie just completely takes over. She becomes, Queen B, and she starts fighting with Rick. You think she's well, she's fight? definitely going to assert herself. I mean, she won the election, so she's got that. So she, you know, pushed her too far. You, you think know? she's going to fight with him, though? Seems like they're not getting along. Seems like they have two very different theories of governing. She's not going to do what Rick says. No, so Rick's going to sure. ask her to give stuff, and she's going to say, this is how it's going to happen whether he likes it or not, because he obviously doesn't like it. Yeah, that's true. She has an hour I refuse, but she has jacked up the price. (laughs) Yeah, from nothing to a lot of... Yeah, and so that's obviously going to lead to a lot of strife within the different communities. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, uh, you know, Rick has the advantage, hopefully to take care of it, of uh, listening to Michonne's counsel. 
Yeah, because you got some sense. Mackie's not around. She's just got Herschel. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. And little Herschel is cute, Shalita. He is. Very cute. Yeah, they, ha- they do find good, uh, cute little babies. Big boy. Yep. Yeah, they do. Dude, good, good job on that. And I think it's the same Judith little girl. I think she's just, um, you know how some kids are just small, and they just don't you think so. Yeah, I think it's the same little little girl. She looks the same to me. She's just a. I think she's just going to be a small little girl that doesn't have a big growth spurt until later, because she still to me looks really little. Yeah, she looks like she's two or like two and a half. I think she looks like three or four, but... Oh, okay. But she should be like six by now, don't you think? Six or seven at least? We don't really know. I mean, year-wise, for us it would be, but I don't... It's hard to tell what it is in The Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. Obviously, 18 months have passed since the last one, and it's only been, what, six months, seven months for us? Well, and what, last, let's see, season seven and season eight were like in a month or two. Well, that's my theory. It was really short. Like, they didn't span very much time in the time of uh, The Walking Dead, I mean, even though it was two seasons for us. So, yeah, I think um, by now it's got to be at least five years total or six, something. Yeah, five years sounds about right for the whole, whole thing. So that little baby should be at least five. Yeah. Or Judith, I mean. <laughs> that little baby. She doesn't age, but I think we'll just have to let that go because that's just part of them trying to keep consistent with the same kid. On the yeah, show. I am beat it and she's not listed on that episode. The baby isn't? No. What? No. Didn't They're give a shocking out of she even had words that she said. She did. A couple. Yeah. She was yeah. in a couple of scenes. She was in the, uh, with the crows. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. On the back. But, yeah, Judith isn't listed. Okay, Judith's uh, agent needs to get on that. Yeah, you're missing out on opportunities. That baby needs to have her, her, she got more lines than some people. She got more lines than the guy that had the longest funeral. <laughs> Now, right now, he actually had a long conversation with the uh, goatee dude. Yeah. And and when he was dying, he had a lot of words to say too. Tell my parents I'm coming. I'm coming <laughs> home. Tell them, please. <laughs> I hope. Oh, gosh. Well, thank you guys so much for your feedback. Those of y'all who sent in, Ellie. Jeff and Shalita, thank you so much. Um, oh, thanks a lot. Good job, baby girl. Yes, good job. Good job. And for all of y'all out in the family, you should be shanked. You need to send your feedback in next time. Send it to sstwalkingdead at gmail.com. That is sstwalkingdead at gmail.com. You can also leave a voicemail at 972-755-1215 or speakpipe.com slash sissaspeak. Uh, if you would like to find us on Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash podcast, And we have a wonderful private group called Sissaspeak Nation, which is a lot of fun. Uh, we are also on Twitter at underscore sister K and at sissaspeakcast, C-A-S-T. Um, are y'all on Twitter at all? No. 
Not really. No. no. Okay. And then we also have our website, which is sisterspeakproductions.com, if you'd like to see um, where we are, our podcasts are, and where we've been, and all that kind of stuff. Thank you so much, Joanne and Will, for being on the first episode of Season 9. Woohoo! Yeah, thanks for having thank us. You. It was great. Yes, thank you. It was a lot of fun. A lot funner than watching the show, actually. <laughs> yeah, Even though the show wasn't bad. True. It was a lot more fun. It's a good beginning. Yes, not so bad. Yep, stepping up. Uh, so if you would like to get your feedback in, definitely do so. We will be back next week with two new guest hosts. We don't know who that's going to be yet um but i want to thank you guys so much for giving up your time um for this podcast that's it for now i'm sister k i'm will and sita and i'm joanne from nyc see you next time bye bye, bye.